0: My mama would say, you got to fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I want to give back the world so you could find with Christ, if you're one with Christ.
1: Hey, good morning, Patriots. It is Saturday, September 2nd in the year 2023, and we're chilling here, a little slow entry. Had to get my coffee ready this morning, always the same. I'm telling you, those weeks are going by faster and faster. Whew. It's like I finished the show last night, did a little work around the house, sat for a little bit with our father. Next thing I know, their alarm is going ding, 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 ding. Time to get up. It's like, oh, man. Not even time to like jump on the ATV and go run around and chase cows. Got to work on that one. That'd be it. That's a much better... I need to get, I need to have time to, (laughs) I have to have time to go chase my cows in the morning. So, oh, look at that. Little Red Rocking Chair says it's her brother's birthday today. Well, happy birthday, brother of Little Red Rocking Chair. I hope you're doing well. We've prayed for you too. I hope you're doing really well. Yeah, we've got a few prayers tonight or today and uh, lots of things to do. Lots of things to pray on. We'll get to that in just a second. We're doing a cruise of some of the... We're getting crazier. And we're going to, have to pray for our nation today. Because we're really getting... We're not just getting crazier. People are getting wrapped up into the narrative of lie. And it's literally like we're watching this, this entirely other world evolve around us. And it's, it's really bizarre to me. I was reading a, a piece that came out yesterday about how United States Special Operations Command has now captured this tool to be able to interdict emerging narratives that they might see as threatening and false. So of course, you know, people, you can imagine the the world of the normies are like, go get Ukraine. And like, yeah, whatever, you know, or, go get Russia. But the real disturbing part is one that, what are they doing with that tool and how are they using it on U.S. soil? Because that would indicate that there's certain authorities that were given to them that are not allowed, typically, and then it's the question of since when did all of America suddenly become in risk of not being able to think? I mean, it's not like this is new. It's just the magnitude of this stuff. It's creeping, and the it, it's like a like I, I always. <laughs> It's, it's literally like some sci-fi movie, like with some worm that's getting in people's head or something. It's like we're sitting here looking, going, wait a minute. What happened to Jim? He just suddenly, you know, the invasion of the body snatchers or something. I mean, it, it's really weird. This thing is super bizarre. And I'm just hoping, like, we come to a big shaking moment where everybody either wakes up or they get on a train and they go to their world, and we stay on a train in, in hours, hours. And you're like, hey, y'all, nice knowing you. Um, here's a bag of chips as you go. We got some dried fruit and some meat. Uh, oh, that's right. You guys don't eat meat. You guys eat bugs. Well, anyway, enjoy the trip. We'll see you. Maybe not in our lifetime, but see you. Have a choo-choo. And way it goes. Yeah, that one. Uh, there it is. They live. It is They Live. I swear. Some film. All right. So, hey, a couple quick things before we get cruising along here. And it's because we have such great sponsors and great backers. We've got um, a critical time right now, right? It's that crazy time. It's called (laughs) run a world run by psychopaths. They want to crush the economy. They want to do a few other things like whatever. And so just make sure that you're doing all you can to uh, protect your retirement wealth. And that's literally what they'd love to do is to take it away from you. The dollar is already worth absolutely nothing. It just exists on paper and it gets traded as a debt currency, so if they get a chance to disrupt it, and for quite frankly, as much as it may be harsh for people to hear, I really hope the dollar gets disrupted and destroyed because it's a debt currency. But that said, I don't want it to affect nor would I ever want to pray for things to affect people's hard-earned retirement account stuff. So why do I bring all that up? Because you know where this, folk, this leads us, this leads us to Birch Gold. Great group of people, Fantastic, and they really have worked diligently over this last year to support Bards Nation and to help people transfer their retirement savings into precious metals-backed IRAs, and those are usually tax-deferred. And they don't charge anything to get to know them. That's the whole piece here. It's, it's always the, just text Bards, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's three three pairs of numbers. Three nine eight nine eight nine eight nine eight, just so we don't get that confused, and just do that, and they're going to send you a free info packet. Take a look at it, read through it, see if they're right for you. I've had nothing but great reviews from them. They are a they have enormous amount of you know four five star reviews for their their service. They do great work, and it really is a an important time if you haven't done so already to shift over to that. Foundation of getting a precious metals backing, in my opinion, because I don't wear a white coat, I'm not a, I'm not an investment advisor, and I'm definitely not an alien or a lizard head. Um, you might want to like check it out and protect your, your retirement savings, which I think would be a good idea. I mean, I myself just so I say it, I don't I've never gotten involved in four hundred one ks or IRAs, and I always just do hard asset stuff. So. Take the tax hit on the front, forget the rest, and enjoy it on the end. So that's me. But that's that's not the way jobs typical, typically work or, or people have worked their retirement savings. So protect it. That's the bottom line. All right. Um, obviously, we're going to need to have some prayers for Florida today. And I, I think that that's a lot of that going on. We want And we need to continue our prayers for Lahaina. You know, it's easy. I, I just am amazed at how quickly this is going away. And... If you haven't heard, they put up this big screen around Lahaina, so now you can't see anything. And it's really weird because I saw some photos that somebody did get it. There's something going on over there. when I say this, it's like they're they're handling this like a crime scene, not a disaster. And I don't I don't know what FEMA's up to, other than anytime you say the word FEMA, you want to be grabbing for your sidearm and your rifle and getting ready to start getting in a war with them because the only thing FEMA is good for is putting people in camps or stealing government money to live in, you know, high expensive hotels. So we want to, we're going to pray into that today. <laughs> not the, not the, uh, put FEMA in camps though. If God wants to do that, I, I would find that humorous. I, I really would. I, I'm, this is kind of, you got to understand if you haven't figured me out by now, there is a, <laughs> a very serious dark side to me that, that our father tolerates. He's kind of like, "Oh my goodness, here you go." It's like, "Yep, Dad, I'm here." Sorry, but got to got to bring it up. If FEMA got a chance to live in their own FEMA camps, I would just literally be like, "Hey, man, can we can we bring them cookies? Can we can we go up there and deliver cookies to FEMA? Because I would. Oh man, I'll tell you." They are, they're absolutely traitors all the way through. And I don't care if, you know, if you're going to, you probably hear some pitch because you know what's going to happen here, right? And and by the way, we're just getting warmed up. I got to get warmed up a little bit today. We got to get warmed up in the Holy Spirit. So just bear with me. So, um, you, you know, that because Trump is this way, Trump is going to, Trump is always trying to be the like, all right, well, let's not, let's get everybody together. He's going to be like, oh, FEMA. You know they, they did a pretty good job. i to mean, be like, like heck, they did a good job. They're a bunch of dirtbag criminals that all need to go swing, and I don't mean like swing at the elementary school swing set either. But you know what I'm saying? It's all good. So there you go. So we will definitely pray for FEMA. And speaking of dirtbags, and this will be our last mention here, mm-hmm. um, since FEMA likes to like not give out food. The strange reports on that too. If you haven't been paying attention, that, and we've had some insider baseball on that one. Something did go down over in Maui, where there was a a local action of people breaking into the connexes that FEMA was trying to prevent people to get to, and those were citizens taking action. But of course, you're not going to hear any of that on the mainstream media. I can't confirm the magnitude of that event. And there's a lot of pieces about that that are coming up in uh, fringe news, and then we had some insider baseball from one of our own internal that had some firsthand account to it that sent us some stuff i haven't painted the story because i don't have enough hard intel on it but it definitely appears by the circumstances of reports we're getting that the local people took some action to uh, take fema remove fema from the cancerous problem that they are and get to the supplies that people were sending them if that's the case god bless them last little note on that um had a lot of comments on Ed Dowd's comments about um, his. he didn't endorse directed energy weapons, and that got people kind of riled up, I noticed, in some comments. So this is what I want to remind people, and it's important that we appreciate where people come from, and this is why I I think this is a really good kind of segue into this morning's prayer stuff. Um, Edward Dowd is a numbers guy, and he is good at what he does. You don't manage fourteen billion dollars in portfolio assets successfully and not be a good numbers guy, okay? If what if you notice what Ed Dowd said is that he doesn't have he doesn't not support right now, or I shouldn't say he doesn't really endorse the idea of directed energy weapons, and people got their panties in a wad. And I'm just the, the comments that I saw. Okay, got it. And I'm not, and you haven't heard me back off of that because I believe there's directed energy weapons involved but this is what I respect about Ed Dow, two things. Number one, he doesn't have the hard data in front of him. And it's not just people say, well, have him look at photos. That's not the way Ed works. He works on numbers and statistics, and he works on hard evidence, okay? So he gives things because when he speaks, you have to understand that when he speaks, he affects financial markets. That's how impactive his voice is when it comes into those areas. So you will also remember what he said in that interview, if you listen to it, which was if he finds the evidence, he would come back on the show. So and there, he didn't say, no, I would never believe it. He just simply is telling you that as, the, as he's seeing the data, that's not what's happening. And if you listened, he also presented something very important about Lahaina, which we didn't know. And that was that many of these buildings were old stick structures. Okay, that's, that's taking it down to, if you go back to the, that type of lumber, it's dried for years, it's hard, it's, it, is, it can be a tinderbox. He's brought up two other things, which was propane tanks, which I didn't even factor in. I'm not taking away from dew, but it does, it does accelerate the fire at a level we hadn't considered before. And number three, air conditioners sucking in sparks to cause ignition within the home. All of those events are true. Now add to that other things like space-based fire accelerants known as directed energy weapons those things all can all all work together The thing about these events is they're not one thing and that's what I think people get fixated on and We have to be very careful when we're looking at problems not to get fixated on one outcome These people are smart I mean I don't care if you hear this thing like oh they're stupid no they're not they're extremely smart and they're exp- extremely cagey and what they do and so they never do one event that's easily traced they always build a a, a compilation of things that is makes it very difficult to put the evidence on things and be able to prove what happened that's that's their master play so just keep that in mind for everybody out there okay so we're good all right last little throw out food obviously is a is a weapon system big one um you, you really want to be careful of, and, and I I emphasize this with all seriousness, regardless of our sponsor, have a food, emergency food system in place in your home. Really critical in this age. We've got challenges coming to the supply chain system. Um, you know, one thing Ed did say is that we are heading into a glacial <laughs> Mad Max event. Essentially, be prepared. It's going to collapse in a big way eventually. Um you need to have a multi-tiered food emergency system. One of those things you should have is long-term emergency food as part of your core system. That's where we have My Patriot Supply. So I, I love this sponsor. I'm really happy they're with us. They're a great group of people. They grew to produce a great product, and they have a great value going on right now. They've got the three-month emergency food systems that are on sale right now for $200 off. So if you head on over to Prepare with Bards, you don't even have to use a promo code. It's in the, It's in the URL preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check it out. Worth the investment, getting some stuff for your family. It's a, it's insurance for your family, and we're all good. So check it out. My Patriot Supply. You go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Three-month emergency food kits on sale right now for $200 off. Fantastic sale, best they've had. And it gives you a security for each member of your family, which each one member of your family should have one. It's also one of those things that if you have to – quickly get up and go, you know you've got food with you. And there's nothing, you can hear the stories, too, of events that have happened where people have had to get up and go, didn't have the food with them, and then they're at the mercy of FEMA, and who knows what they're feeding you. So there you go. All right, patriots, let's just open up with uh, talking to our Father, and let's just get this thing heated up, because we got some good prayers today, good prayer warfare to do, and uh, let's kick it. Father God, I just want to thank you this morning. Uh, I, and I, this is going to sound pretty snarky, Father, but it's not intended to. I'm just, I'm truly going to thank you for my cup of coffee this morning. I just, uh, I don't know what it is. Like this morning, I needed that one, and I appreciate it. And it, and it really does humble me when I we think about all the blessings that you give us, all the things that we have that we take for granted, and we look look past the, over the world, and in spite of everything that we deal with in the world and in in our own country, you still continue to provide. And Father, I think at the center of everything that we're going to pray for today, we have to keep this one thing in mind in this little nugget. And I just, I'm, I'm opening up a personal prayer for people to open their hearts to this, that no matter how difficult things get, you will provide. We have to remember that no matter how crazy things get, you will not only provide, but you will protect your remnant. And we are not perfect, we don't claim to be, but one thing that we know and we embrace more and more each day and each breath is we can do nothing in this world without you. And so Father, as we place ourselves before the throne this evening or this morning, we're just very humbled. It's, an, it's a very, for myself, it's a very endearing and very happy and joyful moment to sit before the throne, just knowing that you are our Father. And it's just um, an overwhelming perspective and experience to know that as we come to you knowing with the mercy and the, the grace, the extent to us, and as a good father, just the amount of love that you pour down upon us. So Father, we're just opening our hearts this morning truly with the power of love. There is so much frustration in this world right now and dealing truly with the magnitude of, of deceit and treason and, and dirtbaggery. But I, I really think as we, we sit back and we reflect, sadly, what's, as we have become a, a, so much of a broken people, a, a, a traumatized race of humans out here, we have fallen to the default that we must be seek vengeance before we seek mercy. And so, Father, just with your hand and blessing this morning, we're just asking you to lead our hearts in that path of mercy and lead our, our path this morning in the, in the place of grace and lead our hand this morning and our hearts this morning in the authorities that have been given to us to bring love and the magnitude of love and healing into this world that truly overwhelms and, and restores and rescues and heals. And those are beautiful words that um, we just want to set on our heart this morning with your guidance and your wisdom as we step into greater authorities, Father, each, each week. These are times where we need to be reaching and we need to be believing and we need to be trusting in greater ways than perhaps we ever have and to know that what we are witnessing as miracles are as truly the grace of your hand working through us, and that through you all things are possible. And I think that's the most important part of this morning, is to never deny that and embrace even more that all things are possible through you and with you. So Father, that includes everything from healing the land, to restoring the health in people, to even having the authority over the things that perhaps we sometimes think we can't, which is The authority over a nation, the authority over a government, an authority over a world where a handful of people have turned the rules and regulations and the information space into a weaponized system to divide us and conquer us. And yet, as we sit here right now, and I speak truly with just with a resonance in the Holy Spirit as I speak this, we have the ability to turn this without having to raise a sword of steel, but through the mightiness of the prayer so that we'd extend and the execution as well of the using the tools and of war we've been given with the power of the Holy Spirit and the power and the sword of the Spirit. So we raise that sword of the Spirit this, this morning, Father, as we reflect deeply on all that we've been through as we reflect deeply on the deep stories within the biblical histories and just as a reminder to us that in this moment in time now, we have a choice, a big one. And it's a pathway to choose of whom we shall serve. And when we say serve, we truly mean abide and to trust and to walk in and to use the glory and the power of our free will for a positive for kingdom, not for a benefit of ourselves. So Father, thank you. And we just as we enter this prayer session this morning, please bless us all and forward we go. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. All right, out of the gate. Out of the gate. We are um, <laughs> like phew, the gate open and we're on the run like a great racehorse. I don't know if you ever watched Racehorse. I, I think there's they're beautiful animals grandfather was a he knew horses. He he was one of the he was known even even after his death, he was known to be a great bronc rider and a great horse trainer throughout Montana. Went to a fair one summer and he pulled me aside and he says, Scotty, he says, bet on that horse down there. And I it, so I said, All right, granddad. Actually grandpa and man that sucker won. Man, and every time he he tells somebody what horse to bet on, he could see him. He could see the heart of the animal and see it gracefully. So we have the heart of a racehorse victory launched today. Out of the gate, we got to get a prayer up for um, Duncan, kilted Christian. And this is a prayer we really need as a community to pray for Duncan on a lot of levels. And so I'm, I'm going to just put my heart out here. He's been sick again. Duncan has been sick quite a bit this last year. And it is um, something that I, I'm, I think that there's a combination of issues in his life. He is a passionate man. He loves his mother. He carries a lot of weight on himself. And he also has a new wife-to-be, Reina, that's now with him. And so I want to uh, just extend a prayer for him and for both of them. As they settle into a new life, I think that is a. What tends to happen in, um, in, the, in places is. Duncan takes a real, real seriousness to his work. And with that, there can be on top of everything else he's dealing with, I also know that it's difficult for him to reach out and ask for help. One example of this, and I'm, um, and I'm just being candid. So, when Duncan moved. I didn't find out till later that he had not put in an announcement out that he needed help packing. So as a result, he didn't use uh, he, he a community didn't come around him to pack and to load. And I was really surprised at that. And so part of this prayer today, as well, is for Duncan's heart to trust in the community that's around him in a bigger way. But equally for the prayers of healing. So Father, just want to hear our prayers this morning um, for Duncan. Um, and guilted Christian, and just begin with the prayers for healing for him. He's um, he's dealing with a fever and not feeling well, and so we're just praying that uh, whatever he's dealing with can just be washed away. And can fill him with the Holy Spirit and just completely restore his health. But Father, there is a there is a deepness in this of rest, and to allow Duncan to literally settle into his new home. He has now Reyna with him and. His mother does need care, and we're, we're praying for her this morning as well as she struggles with the early stages of dementia, and putting, that, that's a lot of responsibility. And you have an amazing son there with Duncan who's staying vigilant and focused on that. But these are also challenging times because you're building a new relationship, you're in a new community, you have a new house, and you've blessed him with the resources to be able to buy that house to be able to start building his family. So, Father, this is just the beginning of a, just an amazing prayer of blessing that we're going to place upon them, uh, a prayer of blessing that will raise up those two together, Raina and Duncan. They haven't had time. They've been together for five-plus years, and, and this is the first time they've really had time together. So we just ask that that would just be an amazing anointment of two people who brought their hearts to together and put their hearts to Jesus. And in the process, Father, we just to see a time here where there seems to be, as I'm kind of pr- praying this out, there is a bit of an acceptance of some of a time to step back and rest. That's Duncan; he needs to rest and allow the community that's around him, this greater Barge Nation, to lift our prayers up to him, give him encouragement, and to to give him the encouragement as well to rest. It's an important point because this is a this is a time in the in the edges of the storm before we head in, to be able to step back a bit and not feel that you have to, but at this moment in time, to be able to take a breath and let the community reach out and say, we're with you. Very important point. And so our prayers are there to lift Duncan up, to give him a moment here in this very challenging time, to step back a little bit from what he perceives perhaps as a requirement or or his obligations but to focus instead on this new relationship to build the roots deep in love and unity through the body of Christ. To, we raise up his mother in prayers and just uh, pray for him and her to, for her continued res- restoration. The dimension is a hard thing and we're, praying. we're just rebuking that completely. I'm placing a hedge of protection around her and putting just hands on to just say literally, Father, restore this woman. To the perfection that she was, we cast out any sort of influence of demons, and and restoring the fullness of all she is to the full body of Christ. And to we rebuke any of the dementia that settled in as we pray for Duncan as well to be healed and restored. To now let's take a moment to step back to rest, to get his feet anchored solidly, and now to start to to offload some of these single burdens that he's carried. To know that he's got a partner, Reyna, who's there with him soon to be officially his wife, but they are wife in in principle and all in their hearts. And now to bring them together and to bless them as we move forward here in the coming days and weeks, guide them, lift them, protect them, and bless their household and all that they are, and all the the resources they needed now to step into the dreams that they're wanting to build. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hey, um, for those of you coming in on Wednesday, on Bard's Fest, I think we're going to do a ceremony for Duncan and Reina that evening. We had, and so I'm, I'll let you know. But I think that's the way it's shaping up. So, um, I my most important thing right now is, and I and I really mean what I said. As a community, I'm just going to ask that you, we all, every chance we get, reach out to him and give him some really good support and prayers. Um, Duncan's a hard worker, and I mean it. He he runs hard and he does a lot of things. He He moves into that house. He had his mom to deal with, I mean, dealing with his mom, taking care of her in a positive way. And at the same time, as he's dealing with that and he's getting the house settled and his movers were a pain in the backside in a big way, didn't deliver a lot of his things that he needed, um, Raina was moving in, and in the same time, he remodeled two of the rooms in the house, two or three of the rooms in the house and got everything ready so his mom put everything on focus on his mom. Great, great person. So just keep your prayers up for him. This is a this is a challenging time when you go through those sorts of changes in your life. Very significant challenges. And it's um and it's hard sometimes when we're in the middle of the fight and we're running to take a pause to literally accept the prayers and to accept the love and then to be restored in the in the whole sense of the Holy Spirit. So give him some support, people. Rally it. Rally it. Okay. We've got a couple praise reports here. Um, This is praises. It says we can never measure the goodness of God. His love for us is sure and unfailing. His promises endure forever and he has the final authority over all. I am full of gratitude and overjoyed for his direction and counsel. We are in the hands of the most high praise to you, heavenly father. Some people search a lifetime for joy, happiness, security, protection, and peace, and you provide it all. Thank you, Lord, with sincerest gratitude, and utmost respect, warriors for Christ. It's a nice prayer. It's a nice way to open up. Well, Father, we are truly humbled. and I think as our prayers will be reflected this morning as we begin the session today, that we are humbled uh, beyond words, and it's truly a place of us now having to kind of relends our world as we find ourselves in a more true and deeper walk with you, kind of pulling back the curtain on many of the perspectives of, unfortunately, that a, a message that is not always delivered in the intent of Christ. I think it's easy to get deviated. There's too much emphasis on us being unworthy, on us being uh, sinners. We are imperfect. But I think what we miss at the core of that, Father, is that you always knew we would be. And that's why you're there. And so it's not a punitive, but it's a working together to grow, to raise up. As we as we nurture children, you're nurturing us. So Father, we're just very humbled and, and, and thank you for all that you bring to us. And just as we are your children, and in the sense of, of the cosmic world and universe, we <laughs> we're like babies still in diapers. So um, let us let us take a perspective back on that and understand truly who we are. So, bless warriors for Christ for all that He is and all they are, and uh, raise them up in Christ Jesus' name, Amen. Father, thank you for the blessed, bestowed uh, blessings bestowed upon me this week with a way to earn a steady income, uh, doing what you have gifted me with. Lord, you, you never cease to amaze me. Your grace through mercy is more than I've ever deserved, but I am blessed you sent your Son who was blameless, blameless to absorb my sin in order, to the, to order for the eternal covenant to be created so that I may be broke, broken free from the chains of sin. Lord, thank you for the love I feel from each and every day, for the air in my lungs when I am awakened to start my day because it is a reminder... To me, from you, Lord, I have purpose. Father, show me the what the purpose is. I am here as your servant, ready to bring glory to His name. Use me, Father, to do Your will. Nikki Knight, Nikki's awesome. She's so good. Um, Well, Father, you know, I, I this is a beautiful prayer, and I and Lord, I just think that where we are right now is is a, a pretty amazing place. We do this every week. And the same thing happens, we open with a prayer and what patriots don't know, and I just wanna share this candidly here today, Father, is that I don't pre-read these prayers for a very intentional reason. I want to leave it open to the Holy Spirit to guide us. And it's just amazing to me as we read, as we do a prayer, led as you placed on my heart and and led as as we are leading in this way of seeking mercy, grace, humbleness before you, that the initial praise requests reflect the same thing. That is truly your hand. As we step into a de- deeper understanding and awakening into the purpose that we have here on this world, we have an enormously dark evil. It's very easy for us to all, every one of us, including, <laughs> including me, very much so, um, to be focused on annihilating. Which would there's a goodness in that, but at the same time, Father, we we there is so many that have been damaged, and so many that have been. been wounded or traumatized in this path, that we have to be very clear where our eyes of, of frustration and requests for judgment fall. But at the heart of all of this is the loving, forgiving heart, and again, as a reflection of where you've led us this last year, Father, we are now nine months into the year. We begin this year with a process of reaching to a loving and forgiving heart as the center point of all we do. And increasingly, as we go each day, that becomes more evident. So as we read prayers like this from Nikki, we're just very we're humbled and reminded, truly, of the glory and joy in which you can bring to us, and the simple things that can lead us to such great things in our life. That we need not be we need to continue to trust in you and have faith in you, even in the darkest of moments, and in the most challenging of moments, to know that we will overcome, and in the process of overcoming. Um, we are set free from some of the change that we put upon ourselves and the system seeks to have us enslave ourselves with. And as we step into the glory of Christ in a beautiful way, truly receiving true all, that, all that we need as you will provide continually. And that's one of the great walks in this world is to trust in you, to let go of what we want and instead, abide and trust in you in this walk, to walk into a place to learn in a greater way, to become greater through you and in you. And In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's open with uh, two prayers on a large scale. Let's dig in because we've got a, I want to reach on these. I want to go hard into restoring, restoring the land. We did Lahaina last week. And I want to do, I want to start with uh, I'm going to start this week with Florida, and then I want to move to Lahaina. So and, and pull these two together because this is truly um, pretty amazing. I, I want to say something real quickly, and and then we'll, as we move forward, we we had fires that cropped up in Oregon. Super dry weather. Um, the fires were starting to kick off again, like they magically do every August somehow, and. No, no sight of rain. Now I'm just going to tell you, I took it to Father. I just I prayed for rain the other night up out here on the property. We've had two, or on our third day of light misting rain, which is actually really good for fires because it cools everything down and moistens the ground nicely. So we've had two, th- three days now of that. Really powerful, wonderful to see, and uh, part of again getting the restoring the land. So. Father, we just raise our hands today for all of those in Florida that have been in the wake of the hurricane. And with this, I want to include what we seem to, we've just kind of done unintentionally. Florida's been the site of a number of hurricanes. And this year they've had a couple of them, at least one of them other that I can remember, maybe more. And it's been a very easy walk to kind of gloss over that as many other things happen and forgetting those that are there. So right now we have yet a new crisis in these communities. And this is hard for us at times to realize how devastating this is when we lose everything, stripped from everything, and then being left with having to start over. From a spiritual point of view, Father, I think there's something very cleansing about that and very freeing about that, but it doesn't make it a process that's easy. It also creates a trauma Within us, And it's not because we are materialistic. It's because there's things in our lives that we do value. Memories and the experience that we have because this life that we have, we do cherish. And it's truly a blessed experience. I think it's easy and and I think it's rather uh, pious when we sit on that sort of pedestal and we look across these places and we say, oh, you lost everything. And, And as if it's like, you can get over it. And I think we all need to come before the throne on this to a certain degree and um, humble ourselves to realize that regardless of who you are, I don't care what your political space is, your religious space, I, it makes no difference. When we go through these storms, and storms are, is such an amazing word because it not only is a physical experience, but we're also dealing with a spiritual experience. As we humble ourselves, Father, before here, we really, and I'm putting myself here equally, we, we need to just seek your forgiveness for not truly letting go and and leaning in for, for prayers of full restoration. And even worse is the ability for us to quickly pass on and move on to the next event as if one time prayer is good and we're off. Our prayers really in, in that sense today for for Florida and this is there's a long legacy of storm and destruction there. people that have overcome, I think this is a really, to me, there's a prayer of the immediate that sits here before those that are now being ravaged by the current storm and that are facing a complete and total loss. And we just, we're praying for the hearts and the healing of those. We're also praying for the resources needed and for the unity of the community to come together to raise up truly and work together in, in one body. We have the other storm or storms that have happened this year in Florida, and even those over the past years. There's many. There's still the memory of Andrew down in Miami. And I say this because even though that goes a long ways back, Father, I think what's important is we have to acknowledge that these storms leave an echo of a memory. They leave a memory of ravaging, a memory of damage. And whether by the the events of natural causes or whether these are engineered storms is really at that point no not important because the focus is trying to release the scar of the past. We need to be looking forward into what you're to bring, not anchored in the root of where we came. And so, Father, our our prayer today is to just kind of, is just a prayer of deliverance for the state of Florida, a tremendous prayer of deliverance, to just truly break the chains of these, of this damage and these storms that have passed, and to raise people up freed from that memory, freed from those anchors that are holding them down and preventing them now from stepping in. And it's an unfortunate time. There's nothing, losing what you relate to in your life is disorienting, and it does leave battle wounds. And so, Father, we're praying very deeply into the healing and the restoration of the hearts of those in Florida and the bringing together. Florida's a great state. I've lived there. We just want to now pray in for the coming together as the state and to unify to build up and to restore each other in these communities, to find that heart of the giving giving that's there, to set an example for the world that we don't need FEMA, you don't need to get an insurance claim to rebuild, that the community in in peace can come together and restore itself. And as we start to understand the power of that and take away the expectation and reliance on the systems of men that make promises that are never kept, Father, we just ask for that blessing just to pour down upon the state of Florida to become a shining example for the world of what it is to come together and to literally overcome, to rescue each other, to raise up, to heal, and to restore those places. Let that blessing flow from top to bottom to Florida, and let that blessing be fulfilled through the hearts of the many, and let this be a moment in time of of Florida transforming into a shining example of truly walking in that powerful space of the body of Christ. Bless these families. Bless those that have suffered. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. And we really should, I guess I'll do that as well. Father, just we just pray as well a hedge of protection around that state. These storms just continue to be ridiculous that are coming across there. And knowing the technologies that are involved in all that's going about, it's hard to imagine that somebody doesn't have their finger on a button to try to cause pain and destruction. So with that said, we pray a hedge of protection around the state of Florida, and we rebuke any sort of evil or influences that are trying to move in there, including technological influences. And for those that are involved in these sorts of maniacal plans of trying to control and wage war with weather in, in, in this world, and we know that it's happening, it's not a question, Father, we're just praying into today for a change of heart. And we say this with with its, with even myself, with a certain loathing, because I, you know my heart well enough, Father, that I would very much like to see these people with a millstone and, and swimming at the bottom of the ocean with the fishes. But that said, the theme of today truly is to extend out the power of the mercy that you're giving us, to trust you in for, for justice and judgment. And we are doing just that. But in so doing, to pray for those that are in the midst of this craziness of trying to think somehow that weather warfare to wage war on innocent people is a good idea, we're praying for a change of heart. We're praying that they will be confronted with the power and the, and the glory of, of heaven, that the presence of you, Jesus, will make yourself clear that there is no question who is Lord and the King and to hold these people accountable by presence of knowing whom they're serving and who they have a choice to serve. And in so doing, transform this fight from the inside out. It's only you can do, Father, with perhaps more whistleblowers, perhaps just people defying the action, and perhaps even better, using the instruments of power which they have gained to transform the moment from bad to good, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now we got a prayer for Lahaina, which continues to be a battle zone. And so, Father, we're just praying over the, over Lahaina and the, the devastation that's ravaged that community. We're blessed with the reports that families are getting resources directly thanks to the efforts of a few including Ed Dowd who have assembled those names where people can literally give into that and support the families directly and we just pray for this continued resources to flow as we know this is a very difficult time for these families and it's not and it's not a short-term issue. But Father, this is a paradigm we want to break today. And I'm praying hard into this and we're raising our hands and just saying, we're going to break this chain. And that chain that we're going to break is the breaking of chain that says it will be dictating to you and and putting all that you are in a box. It will be a long time. I just use those words and I rebuke the words that I even said, Father, because we have to start accepting the fact that through you, all things are possible. So Father, we're praying into all things are possible. Not only did we just pray in for the amazing restoration of Florida, and we do pray in for the restoration of the the lands in Florida to use this storm as a cleansing, use this storm as a way to get rid of the junk, the garbage, the demonic, the evil spirits. Water is a cleansing effect. Let that be a cleansing effect on the state of Florida where we bring that state up, and now it suddenly just erupts with the growth and the excitement of new energy and new life, especially as Florida heads into one of its most most optimal seasons, which is now from here until about March, where the weather's cooler, and even though the storms are there, it's a wonderful time to build and restore. But we're also now turning our eyes onto Lahaina, where a community has continued to do a good thing in terms of the Mahalo uh, themology of people opening their doors and helping one another. But now it's time for the community. To, to start focusing on that rebuilding. And that's a challenge when we have federal authorities blocking off the roots to their homes or land. There's an investigation going on apparently, and there was a devastation of fire and probably many other things that caused that that uh, are holding some of this back. So Father, we're gonna break the chains today of the time of this, meaning it's not gonna take decades. We don't believe that. We believe in immediate and incredible restoration of the land. And so we're praying for that miracle, Father, that continues to see the land just erupt with growth and in the, in the, in the sacred tree to be able to explode with flowers and the joy of all that it is and to try to just witness a miracle of restoration in the land of Lahaina as it breaks the chains of those trying to hold it in. Literally, that fence is a, is a metaphor to trying to contain Lahaina, control it by man's hand to keep it down. We rebuke that and break that and break those chains. So now we're unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit within the space of Lahaina to raise up the people of Lahaina, to give them that new heart, that new glory of light. And this is a hard fight, a hard fight for accountability, but we're also praying that people there and here lean into the where we not want to go and trust in you of dealing with the justice and judgment of what has happened and transpired in the past. Let us free ourselves from that burden and anchors of the past, our anger, our anxiety, our frustrations. They are real. They are very real, but let us put our prayer focus on going forward to break the bonds and chains of those that are trying to hold people down. And better and even more, Father, is that we break those chains, that we physically break those chains of people trying to restrict the restoration of the land and the returning of people to their homes. For all those administrators that are deeply involved in this cover-up, for all those police and firemen and, and first responders that know very well that's going on, that are saying nothing and holding the truth back, Father, we're just asking for a complete transformation of their heart. This is a powerful flow of the Holy Spirit that we're praying into that will overwhelm them and lead them to speaking truth or walking away. Let Lahaina, let the island of Maui be such a symbol and power of the Holy Spirit that as it fills that whole island, that when you come there, you are transformed. And transformed in a glorious way. Transformed in a way that's truly leading people to seeking that deeper root in who we are reaching to you, Father, finding themselves humbled with the with the encounters and experiences of you, Jesus, so that that island, once again, as we prayed into so much, becomes a symbol of, for the world, a remembrance of what destruction can be and a symbol to what restoration can be, truly with the glories of God and, and the power of, of the Holy Spirit. Bless Lahaina, bless the people, raise them up, continue to pl- provide the resources needed. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, first on the prayer call list today is a prayer request from Pastor Brad Cummings. If you didn't hear that show last night, I would highly encourage you to tune in. Um, Pastor Cummings, Brad, good friend, obviously, um, he's like a brother to me, and I just, I'm so blessed, but he has an amazing way of helping us see through different ways in, in scripture. He also has an amazing family. Um, Kelly and his two sons and his daughter, just amazing family he, and very blessed. Patriots, we need, we need prayers today for his son, Jared. Um, Jared is, um, just recently, Jared's a hard worker. He's a, he's fired up like his dad, does a lot of, um, Um, He just works hard, and what's happened now in all of this, with all the things he's places he's worked and some high levels of stress that have come about, he has um, managed to exhaust his adrenals, and it's bad. It's it's a huge exhaustion, and and so there's some risk of Addison's disease settling in, which is a total adrenal exhaustion. I don't believe that there are, as we all agree, nothing, nothing. in God's hand, is destroyed. Everything is restorable. But this is also a difficult moment because there's part of this whole process is that and when you hit events like this, you have to face, as Jared's going to have to do, is going to have to face trans- changes in lifestyle. And that is hard because when you get locked into something that you're passionate about and you're working hard and you're going, 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 and but it's cost him a lot to get there and a lot of stresses. And I I truly believe that part of this moment is a transition. Um, I believe that God's doing some amazing things here. I think that God's doing some amazing things with some opportunities that that, uh, Brad is able to do to invite his son back home with his his son's family. They have three beautiful children. These are all difficult things at times for um, the way we see the world. And so I want to pray into just this massive amount of healing and restoration for this for this moment in between with Jared and, and, and Brad and the family. I, mean, I think it's amazing. It's such a critical time, I believe. And it's on my heart constantly that families are being brought together again. God is positioning us in critical places. And with this, I want to equally pray into the, the miraculous healing of Jared. Uh, this is, adrenal stuff is dangerous. And if you have it, you know, and if you don't have it and don't know about it, learn about it because adrenal exhaustion can be very damaging and very dangerous to the body. So, Father God, we should to raise our hands today for for Jared and for um, Brad and, and Kelly and just as a family as a whole uh, and just bless that family. They are, they're an amazing family. They continue to do great things in the world. And Brad has a beautiful message, which he continues to share, as he did last night. But Father, in this moment right now, we've a very critical time for Jared, and it's a difficult moment that we appreciate. It's a moment that's having to face change and transformation into a space and a moment that truly, as we pray into that, we also know that where he's at physically is a is a combination of being healed spiritually and physically, but equally it's a it's a process of listening to you and letting you. And letting those words that come through the many different forms lead him back to a place where you need him most, and where there's a rerouting of his, of the faith and his relationship deep within you, Father. There's no there's no question right now that there's an urgency that sits before us in the adrenal issue, and so we pray healing, and we pray we we just pray restoration of that body. And we pray for the miracles and we declare that healing over, with the blood of Jesus, with the authorities given to us in a mighty way that as we pray into this father, we are praying for healing of Jared, the healing of, of the adrenals, the, the restoration of the body and energy within that and equally a change in heart and focus that will now be able to step back, slow down a bit, anchor into those root things that are so important. It's an important part of this, Father, just as I'm speaking it here and walking it through, that there's three children that need a father, and this is also so many times a a way in which you get our attention to pull us back a bit and to have our focus go to what's truly important, to let go of the burdens and, and the anxieties of the world and to turn those into you and to set ourselves free from the chains of expectations of others. And so, Father, we're praying into this for Jared in a mighty way today to lift him up to raise him up, and to use this moment as a moment of restoration. He's literally being rescued from a place as his father steps in, His and that's Brad reaching out to say, come home. And the metaphor of that is such a powerful thing, Father, that we just ask that, that metaphor just resonates deeply with Jared's heart, that there's such a powerful, powerful statement in those words as a, the opportunity to step back and now to be rescued from the place that he's at. In a, and then now to go through a process of healing and in so doing to be restored and returned to the world as mighty in the path that you place him on. So Father, bless this family. Bless Jared, his wife, his three children. Raise them up in the glory of the Holy Spirit. We we, praise, we pray for the, the Cummings as a family and, and Brad for all he does. And may the words of the Father be heard by the by the ears of the Son. And may those that union come again <clears throat> in a powerful way as they're already close, but may this draw them closer and may the family build a closer bond and tie and truly walk that process together of rescue, heal, and restore. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what do we have here? Please pray for my 46-year-old son who is dying from an unknown disease. John is, so much, is in so much pain, and his body continues to break down. His mental health is a constant battle. The doctors are baffled. He is six foot tall and weighs 135 pounds. He and his family suffer spiritual warfare on a daily basis, putting he and his wife at odds. They are Christians but weak in faith. We need prayer that the evil that surrounds them will flee, and they can be restored through Father where Father wants them to be. And this is Denikief. It's an interesting statement, and, and I because I use it, and so I'm going to challenge myself as I say this. When we hear the words "weakened faith," and I and I am I'm, I'm saying this because I'm having to do a lot of re- reconsideration and recalibration on that word. Who, how do we know somebody's weakened faith? I think that's the root question to this. And I say that because we tend to have a very boxed-in view of how Father sees faith. We tend to look at a cause and effect. And because of that, we look at the, like when we look at people getting sick or we look at um, people dealing with challenges in their life, we proclaim that to be many times, we will say this, and this is not a rebuke to Denikief, but rather a shaping of this prayer, very importantly, as Father is leading here, because I'm putting myself truly, before the throne as I speak these words because I am guilty, hear me, I am guilty of doing this. And so I want to present a perspective that I think can lead this prayer very significantly. And it's this, that when we look at somebody who's sick or dealing with burdens, having challenges in their life, there is a common narrative that says, weak in faith. Okay, Weak in faith. And the question we have to ask is, Is it weak in faith or are they so strong in faith that the enemy has waged a powerful war to neutralize them and then to to force us into a statement of judgment, which is equally possible. Where we see weakness, perhaps there's something deeper that's very precious that the enemy's trying to destroy, and Father sees that. And our position, then, as a community, would be to pray in to raise up to give them the strength to protect, or perhaps they don't see the vulnerability. I don't say that I'm right, but I also know that if we don't, if we're not careful, we can very easily walk into a trap. And in walking into a trap, we don't do our mission. We have to raise up the body of Christ, not judge one who says they're weak in faith, and so we're going to try to like step in as intercessors? I'm not saying that that doesn't happen sometimes, but there's something about this prayer what I find very interesting. This is a 46 year old son who is 135 pounds. That sounds very light. I don't know if that's because he's sick or if that's his normal weight. There is, they have they're believers. They may not have had the opportunity to have an experience in. The experience of the Holy Spirit the way others do, but they have accepted Christ, and now there's something there. So if we take a person who newly accepts Jesus and he doesn't he or she does not have a support community around them, if you uh, you should know those stories. Those people get waylaid because they're not stepping into a promise of all things changed. They're stepping into a transformation of life where all things get tougher. Because once you accept Christ, it's game on for the enemy. They do not want another one of those in the ranks of Jesus. And that's where the community comes around. So, Father, we're just praying into this prayer request today from Denikief and uh, Denikief's son, John, who is not only suffering in pain, but he's starting to see a body breakdown. This is a young man. He has a a wife. And um, this is... a, a. Uh, as is referred to as a family and they're all suffering spiritual warfare on a daily basis. So Father, we start this prayer today very humbly before the throne to challenge ourselves, to ask ourselves, are we trying to categorize or classify somebody inappropriately and in so doing not giving the right prayers? Are we suggesting that this person is weak in faith when in fact they may hold something precious for kingdom that the enemy wants to destroy? So Father, we begin by placing a hedge of protection around John and his family, lifting up this, this young man, lifting him up. And whatever is doing the work there, whatever's managed to ambush him, reminds me of a of a snake bite, walking along the prairie and suddenly reaching into a rock and having a rattlesnake bite you. Does that mean I'm weak? No. It could mean I may have been careless, not paying attention. It could be that I just didn't know. But what I do know is once that venom's in my body, my body now is going to need assistance to overcome. It needs an anti-venom. So Father, we're praying in today for an anti-venom and we're just launching that with a ferocity of all that our prayers in the kingdom can bring. We, As we place a hedge of protection around this family and this young man, we are now flooding in the power of the Holy Spirit to be the anti-venom to whatever is there in him purging that from his blood, purging that from his veins, purging that from his body, his spirit, his soul. And in so doing, we're now seeing the whole power of the Holy Spirit flood in and raise him up, restoring that body. Miracles are now happening right before our very eyes. The doctors who can't explain the problem are now being witness to the recovery of such a of this illness, this, this sickness, without explanation for either one, but not realizing that the center of this fight is spiritual. And Father, whatever is there that the enemy's after, we're, we don't, we can't see it. You know, we are now isolating it, protecting it and declaring it sacred to heaven. And with that, we're proclaiming the, the presence of the war angels to take suit around this family to protect them as now the healing angels flow in and mass to heal and restore. But we have to rescue first. And this is the rescue mission that we're in with the anti-venom to pour that in the spiritual anti-venom to pour in and overwhelm whatever is there. To literally neutralize, dominate, and destroy, destroy decisively any sort of that infection that has been settling in, whether it's spiritual or physical, and body and Father, with this the body is being restored and lifted into power and grace of, of all that we are intended. And Jesus, we just ask now that you step in, show your presence, and show your face. Let this let this be a process now of taking a faith that was accepted and taking it to an entirely new level of intimacy and relationship with you, not as because they didn't, they aren't deep, but because they just, this is part of the walk of restoring and bringing into the greater body of of Christ. So Jesus asks you you present yourself, show your face, provide an encounter of a most amazing kind, to open those doors now that in this process of, of, of crisis truly now makes sense, that only you can open and one only makes sense as going through the trials of fire. And in so doing, to raise up and restore this entire family. And whatever is within that the enemy wants, not only is it denied, and now it's protected and it's, in, it's ignited with a passion that comes from the powers, the fires of righteousness and the love in you, Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Just received word from someone who has been in my prayer book, is going into surgery to receive a new liver. Prayers for the family who said goodbye to a loved one. Praying Holy Spirit guides the hands of all providing care during surgery. Praying for the family to be filled with God's love. Tammy. So, Father, this family that's going through this, and Tammy's friend in in prayer book that's going through this issue of a a new liver, we're, we're we're praying into full restoration. And when I say that, Father, if... The surgery has not happened, then we're praying for the restoration of the liver that exists within the body to restore it to full health and functioning. If the surgery has happened, Father, then we're praying that this new liver will be accepted, healed, and completely integrated into the body as if it is native, that any sort of legacy of where it came from is now cleaned, any sort of ancestral linkages are, are broken, and with this, this new organ is coming into the body completely cleansed, healed, and integrated perfectly within the body temple. So much of a problem with transplants is it's a forever process of taking anti-rejection drugs. So, Father, we, we're going to rebuke that completely. And we're going to, instead, we're placing this, this a, a, a bandage of the Holy Spirit around this wound, enveloping this new liver pure, purely in, in the glory and love of, of the kingdom. And Jesus, we're just praying that with your hands and with the blood, as it's touched, this body is transformed and healed and restored back to as if it is perfect, as if that liver was native, as if that liver was part of everything that they were from the beginning. So, Father, we're praying blessings over this family, blessings for a rapid and incredibly fast healing, a restoration of the body and a miracle speed. That leaves doctors stunned and people around them praising Jesus for all that is. And let the knowledge of where this healing comes from be set into the heart. A kernel to either be accepted or be discovered. But either way, it is there a seed that is planted of the truth of the origins of true healing. Not because of medical hands, but because of the the hands and glory of of our Savior Jesus. Amen. Prayers to everyone. Can I please get continued prayers for my dog? She's been having episodes of falling down, head jerking, running into things. I can't get into the vet until Tuesday. Thank you so much, Patriot Girl 1776. Part of being good stewards is taking care of the creatures that we're given a task to do. And we have the care and love of our heart to do that. One thing, and just as a Reminder to Patriot Girl 1776, um, Shemaine and Ted had a, a dog that was in crisis, and it ended up being parasites. So it's probably worth talking to your vet about using, putting your dog on an anti-parasitic treatment, which would start to purge some of that. That said, Father, we're just raising our hands today for the blessings in in. Of Patriot Girl 1776, and just to, to reinforce and, and enhance all the prayers of love that she's putting upon her dog, that she's stewarding and shepherding. And so, Father, we're just praying here with the power of the Holy Spirit just to flood through her and flood through her house and flood through this animal to purge it of any sickness and to simply and give a peace and a calm to the hearts of all. To pow- the power of love, just truly a witness, the power of love of healing. And let the power of healing just over. Flow in this household, overflow immensely into her dog, and may this be a moment of true transformation and lifting up of the power of love from the heart in Christ Jesus' name, Amen. Was just going to pray for healing for Basil Cell's carcinoma that keeps recurring. Lord, I claim healing for Chad and healing for myself. Praise God, Danikif. So father you know who is who is at the uh, who is being victimized by this basal cell carcinoma and it and honestly father I think this is where we have a moment to reflect that it really doesn't matter I mean it's it's we need the knowledge we seek the knowledge of knowing what it is but in the sense of the holy spirit we're talking healing not whether it's healing specific for one type of cancer or another we're just praying for healing and we know that the power of the Holy Spirit has the ability to overcome any of these sicknesses. So, Father, as we pray in with, for Denikief and Chad, for whatever they're suffering from, whatever form of cancer or whatever infections, whatever that is, Father, we just pray massive healing and restoration. And truly, this, just this confidence of knowing that we need to step into a new place and let go of our past. There's something that keeps nagging in these prayers, Father, and you keep putting it, and I'm sharing it now. And it's truly that so much of our, our pain and our suffering and in, in our health are legacy issues from past issues that we haven't dealt with. And unfortunately, it's bringing the baggage of the past into the future, and it's causing so much of where we are. We are burdened by experiences which we we are traumatizing us in this process. And so, this this prayer here is also extending to all the prayers that we've we've done and will do today, is the releasing of the traumas of the past. But that's on us to do. Let us have the blessing, and let us and we just pray for this anointed moment that settles into the hearts of the many that as. We are praying that there is a spark, an awakening to realize I must break free from what I was carrying in the past and step into a step with you in the future where those burdens are relieved. And with doing so, we we're just praying into a massive flood of healing that overwhelms the body, even for things unknown, a restoration of the body in a powerful way. And so that brings us back to the prayer request for Deneke for himself and Chad. We just pray for this magical moment, this incredible moment of, of the Holy Spirit to overwhelm them, press out any of the illnesses, break from the past and step into a future truly with the freedom that you give us through the Holy Spirit, our Savior Jesus and you, Father, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Sending in a, Hang on a minute. Sending in a prayer request for a three-month-old baby, Miles. I personally do not know this family but I am requesting prayer for God's protection over this and and this, over this child. In June, what was meant to be a quick check-in at the hospital so they could follow up with the pediatrician during the week has turned into a parent's worst nightmare. Baby was taken away into CPS custody. The attending hospital staff offered little to no information of why CPS was contacted. The lawyer the parents could retain requested the documentation of the examination results from the hospital and was denied the baby was in c p s foster home for a number of weeks until the day the indian tribes in c p s until the Indian tribes became involved, and the baby was moved to be placed in the home of a friend of the families in the middle of the night in, in an odd details to be noted. Parents' only contact with the baby has been two times and under CPS supervision. CPS has postponed the hearing twice already, but now, with Indian tribes involved, hearing will be next week. Please pray for God's protection over this precious gift. Here's the update. Thank you, Bard's family, for the prayers. Thank you, Scott Kesterson, for including the prayer request. After a long and painful, painful, drawn-out couple of weeks, Baby boy Miles has been returned to his mother and father. I will refrain from posting intimate details, but a judge on the case observed an unusual incident on behalf of CPS and a hospital involved in the removal of the baby. All glory to God. Bore girl. All right, that's fantastic. CPS is, is one of these agencies like FEMA, and it brings up probably the worst in our emotion of what, of what we're dealing with. And so um, the, the problem that we have is that we have to separate ourselves from some of this and focus in on the mercy and healing that God intended. And we, this is a beautiful example. Um, so Father, we're just going to thank you and, and just immensely thank you for the prayers answered for baby boy Miles. There was goodness that came out of this. There was a right justice that came out of this and the protection of a child. And Father, we, we are praying for the continued changing of hearts within these people of CPS in the hospital. It is, we are witnessing this across a wide scale, Father, across our nation of people getting pulled into an alternate way of thinking, an alternate universe, literally. It's like two worlds. We sit on the outside and we witness things happening. And it is truly like a science fiction movie where people are being pulled into a way of thinking, a way of rationalizing, and creating, literally in doing so, creating a new law of their universe, to be very clear, that has nothing to do with moral law, is farther away from anything we've ever imagined, has no rights whatsoever, and is likely centered most appropriately on fear and the power of control that they gain through it. So Father, we're, we're gonna break the chains of that today. And in the process of praising and raising up our prayers for baby boy Miles and praying that he will continue to be healed, that this family will be placed in a hedge of protection and protected by kingdom. Truly with war angels and the blessings of the tribe that stepped in on behalf of this child, we just ask for a continued blessing over the tribe, the First Nations part of this and and, the, and baby boy Miles. But equally Father, we're praying for a powerful transformation in the hearts of those that are trapped they were part of this process. Judgment is yours and justice is yours. But may each of these people that are now faced with a loss in a court system not be able to just skirt this and try to do this again, but rather be put into a condition and place where they must now face our Lord and Savior. And by facing it, it is not however you choose to do justice, Father, is yours. But our prayer is more specific. Our prayer is that each person involved in this misdeed. Be confronted truly with the power and glory of our of our Savior, Jesus. And Christ, we just ask that you will step in here. Show yourself and reveal yourself. And in so doing, have that profound moment of understanding what the power and true sense and depth of kingdom love and mercy is to settle into their hearts. And we know the effect of that. We don't even have to predict it because we know the effect of that is it leaves one with a weeping and and humbled place in the world to realize how small we are and how far we've drifted. And that in itself is a hand of justice, but we're praying for it in such a way that's transformative that these people involved in this act, which we would likely call a criminal act of stealing a child from a family, whatever the details, they now have to have a resolve to start seeing the world differently. And that's what we're praying for is a change of heart, a hand of mercy to settle in upon them, to leave them with the knowledge of whom they were serving and what choice they have in serving the great greatness of all things through you, Christ, and to you, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. From Eric Ferguson, can you put out a prayer request, put a prayer request out to the family? My father-in-law, Wayne, has been in the hospital for the last three days and still have no answers for us. Father, we're going to, Pray in here for clarity. And truly, again, we are, the number of prayers that we get of hospitals not knowing what's going on, there should be a big message there, a flaming red light out here to everybody. It's like, why are we still using them? That would be my question. Why are we still using them? And I, we know the answer because there are not other routes available and we don't have the confidence to believe in them. Those two things. And there may be more, but that's at the core of most everything that we're dealing with right now. So we say this, Father, with an important understanding and prayer that we can truly pray now into this moment where whatever is is creating the problem with Wayne, which is Eric's father-in-law, we're just praying for a, a powerful blessing of healing upon Wayne, a powerful hedge of protection. And this gets in again to the cores of what does the enemy want and what is the enemy trying to do and whether whatever that is we're we're sealing it around a hedge of protection and we're breaking the chains and we're rebuking that attack mightily with our prayers establishing that powerful glory of light around his entire body lifting him up and jesus we're just asking that you just hold him touch him restore him and in so doing Bless this family and bless Wayne with a full restoration outside of the medical care. And outside of the inab- the doctor's inability to see is emblematic of an entire institution that doesn't seek healing through you, Father, but seeks healing through the hands of tools that they see themselves as being the healers and, in a sense, a godlike figure in our world. Let that be diminished. Let that be broken. Let the humbleness settle in upon this hospital, as well as many others, to understand that only true healing comes through you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. For Mindy, thanks so much for doing what you do for me. I really appreciate you and everyone else that has taken time out of their day to pray for me and and of the kind words and positive vibes. I woke up in such pain earlier, I was crying, I couldn't even get my eyes open, but then I heard them that man talking to God about me and asking him to heal me, and I felt a warm tingling sex- sensation in my eyes, and was able to open them up a little, then I felt the warm tingling sensation in the back of my head, and I felt my pain is up enough to where, to where I could sit up in bed. I'm still hurting pretty bad, but I don't feel nowhere near as bad as I did when I first woke up. I'm not going to lie lately. I've been struggling to not lose hope and to keep my faith, but I am determined to not give up and I'm determined to fight against fight because I know God is good and gracious and I believe in God and the power of prayer and I know that he can heal me, but only if I believe in him and in his powers." Well, I'm going to I'm going to stop there for a second. That's partially true, from Mindy. Mindy, but God is also the he's a miracle worker. And so, sometimes God uses these miracles to bring you closer to him and to help you awaken to who he truly is. So you're in good hands. This is good. I am not going to give up, but I know that I'm going to it's not going to be easy, especially when the pain gets really bad when I get really sick, but I have you and Don by my side and you to let me know that I'm not alone and I'm so blessed to have you both. You guys are amazing people with big kind hearts and I'm so grateful for the love, support and support and prayers. Thank you so very much for never giving up on me and for always reminding me that God is good and that he will heal me. I hope to know that, I hope you know that Don and I love and care for you very much and cons- and we consider you to be like a warm like a like the mom we never had. We're so grateful for you taking us in when we had nowhere else to go and we had, and gave us a chance when nobody else would. When we first came in it was supposed to be just for a week but then I broke my foot and what Don kept saying was just a few broken ribs turned to be life threatening injuries. That was about five to six years ago, and we're all still together as a family, and we're all and we all hope e- help each other, and that are and for one another. I think we were meant to come here, and I truly do believe that the Lord works in mysterious ways, and He does everything He does for reasons that are unbeknownst to us sometimes. I am so grateful for you and for the little for our little family. None of us are perfect, but we have great hearts and the best of intentions. Rita for Liberty. Well, Father, this is uh, an interesting testimony of one of of the unexpecteds that come in, and the and the power of the of the loving and enduring heart that never gives up. And so we're praying for a, a blessing upon not just Rita, but we'll begin there, Rita for liberty, and just a blessing of healing and, and removal of pain. Not knowing the whole situation, you know this, Father. You know what's at the core here, and if it's physical. Because something's happened, or if it's greater than physical and it becomes something that's that's demonic and evil, then we we begin just with this prayer to place a hedge of protection around Rita for liberty, a powerful hedge of protection done with the blood of Christ. And in so doing, we're rebuking any of the demonic that's attempting to intercede. We we place that with a with a gag upon them that if they seek to do harm to Rita, that they'll forever be bound to speak the words, "Jesus is Lord." as they are placed before the feet of Jesus himself. And Jesus, we're asking you to do with them as you wish, but that they are no longer able to affect Rita for liberty. Father, this is a situation that has apparently grown on for many years, and they've built an extended family, again, not knowing the details. But what we do pray for is the blessings that fall upon this family and to continue to provide them resources and healing and love in an enormous way seven times what perhaps they had expected, to return that blessing upon them in such a great way that their testimonies become powerful testimonies for the world. But more important than testimonies, that the walk in which they're doing continues to be a reminder for all of what we need to do to be overcomers and to knit together the body of Christ. So Father, we just ask for a blessing for all of the, it goes on here, a continued powerful sense of healing. And in this stay, this period of time, which has been five or six years, let this be a time that the deep, deep healing has continued to settle in, and that now that we're going to see the miracles of healing, that Rita for Liberty will be overwhelmed with the incredible power of the Holy Spirit to literally break the chains of pain, to see a body restored and reinvigorated to the intention of heaven. And we pray into that, Father, and declare that with the blood of Jesus. And we declare immediate and powerful restoration upon Rita in such a way that as she awakes the next morning, there is no more pain, that the body is now healed, and the days that follow become one of building up the physical strength as the root of the spiritual strength takes hold. Guide this family, guide Rita, bless them all, and pour down upon them the glories of heaven. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer from an 18-month-old boy named Forrest. He and his mother are at the hospital now. Early this evening, he got yanked off his high chair while standing in it and immediately went to sleep. His baby sister, aunt, couldn't get him to wake up. I don't know how long he was unconscious, but is awake now, but is still very groggy. Pro-rain cloud. Well, Father it's the little ones again and if there's anything that our heart breaks for it's the little ones as you placed on my own heart at the root of all things the most important issue is saving the children because in saving the children we save ourselves as a world and i think that's what's the most profound statement there is that each one that we fight for we're returning a peace to ourselves and so we gain in ways, as you remind us, as we are praying into things, it returns back to us in wealth that we can't even sometimes measure or understand. But we know that we have to save the little ones. Father, what has ever has happened to this 18-month-old year boy named Foster? We don't know the details. But what we do know is this is a, this is a young child, and it's young child children. They're full of life, and they seek to explore an adventure into the world. They're a gift, a reminder of creation, a reminder of the innocence of our world. And so, Father, we're praying into the tr- amazing and miraculous healing into foster. Whatever has overcome him, may he be filled with the Holy Spirit. May any of that trauma that may have happened be flushed out and cleansed. May his body be restored. May his mind be restored. And May the, the passion and love for Jesus himself be placed within him. a a passion to seek out our King, a passion to ignite his joy in the world, a passion to be an explorer and to be someone who goes beyond the limits and bounds, a passion, a spark of happiness, not to be restrained by the no, but to embrace the can. So, Father, we bless this child. We bless him for restoration and healing, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I have a special request for a young black man running for common council in South Bend, Indiana. The Democrats are coming after him hard. They have slashed all his tires, which was devastating enough, but now dealing with his daughter who claimed he attacked her. He got up, he got put in jail. Apparently someone was feeding her what to say on her cell phone and, and to call the police on her dad. There is more to this just trying to keep it short. They put him in jail for eight days and have treated him badly. South Bend is run by Democrats for years and very corrupt. The young girl admitted to her father's father. She lied to the police, but CPS took her out of the home. Her father is not allowed to see her again. Shortly, see her again. Short story. The young girl has now run away. Please pray for her safety. She may be in really bad company. But not but not only is he being attacked, but we also have a black republican running for mayor. The Republican party is not helping him. Typical of the party. If they don't think you want, can win, they turn their back on you. They did the same to a young man that ran in the last mayoral election. Keep in mind Pete Butt plug, but a gig, sorry, Lord, couldn't resist. Got his start as mayor for South Bend and implemented Smart Streets. I believe the first step in the 15-minute cities which South Bend has signed up to. Thanks, so so many needed prayers. Update, his daughter is now home but really needs prayers for healing. Ginny Gale. This is a tragic, tragic story. Um, one, again, it's very evident of... This is very evident to the way the enemy works, which is to find that weak point and destroy an entire family, and it's sick, it really sick. So, I don't know anything about this man's politics. We were going. Uh, and Father knows the truth on all of this, but either way, this all sounds. As I'm reading it, I'm just telling you that the clarity and, and sense of truth in this is immense. And I'm not questioning Ginny Gale. I'm just saying that. I, I commend this for being. I, I one thing that catches me right away is, in all of this nonsense that we deal with with this fake two-party system, we're praying for a Democrat that we're told to be evil. I mean, this is what we keep being told, right? And the Republicans are like, oh, get rid of the Democrats. It has nothing to do with any of that. What's evident here is that there's somebody who's running against an institution on the platform that he wants to run on, that is being perceived as a threat to the system, that's pretty evident. And it's sad what's happened to the girl. That's how Satan works, right to the child to use the system to break the family. Now Father, politics aside, what we are hearing a story here today is, is a sad story of someone who has stepped into the arena and the folks that are running the game have used the tools of war to try to break his family and break his will. And it's easy, the classic framing and targeting, black male hits a profile. The abusing daughter hits a profile. Easy triggers to get into the naive and foolish minds of the public that don't ask the questions and hard questions of why or who, what, where, when, why. The deeper questions that would stir us into stepping back. The other thing is, and we just say this, Father, outrightly, is what the community has missed, is even if this was all true, there should be prayers for all of this family to heal. But it's evident from what we've been told here that it wasn't true, it was a lie, manipulated again by by institutions that use their power to destroy families. So, Father, we're praying for a blessing over this young man that's running for common counsel and his daughter. And this is where... Unfortunately, the enemy does such a good job of creating trauma in that leading a daughter to say something that's a lie and then having her have to live with the guilt of that for the rest of her life. So Father, as we place a hedge of protection around this young man, this young man and father and his daughter, we rebuke any of the demonic influence that is there. We seal them with the blood of Christ to protect them from any sort of influences from the demonic realm. That includes those of the flesh that speak wrong of them without knowing the truth. It includes those of the flesh that are trying to use their power and their authority to to suppress this man for whatever reason. And so, Father, we just we rebuke all of that and we bind their tongues to where when they go to speak that against this young man, what they actually say is the words, "Forgive him in the name of Jesus." Forgive him in the name of Jesus. That's their position. For this young man, whatever has befallen him, Father, we just pray for the healing of hearts for this family, a powerful healing of hearts that will be able to let go of the frustrations, anger, even vengeance of a system that turned against them. And for the young girl, Jesus, we're asking for intervention here, a true intercession by your hand, to show yourself to her, to hold her, to bless her and to relieve her of the guilt and burden of a a misstep that was made as she was misguided for whatever motivation was there. May that consequence of action be a lesson of wisdom and not an anchor to hold her back. This is difficult times. When we're bucking the systems, there's going to be more of these. So Father, we just pray for the continued blessing of this family, the strengthening of its root. And the raising up of both of these as strong voices in a community where we literally can see the daughter joining the Father to speak truth together as they raise up the awareness of need for leadership and truth in the community. Bless them both in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Desperate need of prayers for a young man who is absolutely struggling and suffering in pain. In his body and his soul. Satan has a grip on him this very moment moment, and he has just told me he wants to end his life and he's a survivor of traumatic brain injury and God brought him back to life. But he struggles to know his worth in all that pain in his body that is causing him to just call it over. I'm sending prayers now and have been for the last hour. He won't respond to me and I gather that this is something he's been struggling with for a very long time and I'm just and I have just recently come into his story. There is a purpose in his life, and I pray that he will that he would know it. I pray that for the light to just wipe out the darkness and demonic evil spiritual attack and stand him up and walk him outside into the sunshine and a beautiful weather, so God can brighten his soul. Julia Frederick well. This is a case where we're going to, this is a case of literally praying for raising the dead, not because he took his life. I don't know that. But what I do know is that when we get to those dark places, speaking from a little bit of experience here, there seems to be no way out. And it takes a hand to literally pull you from that pit to raise you up. So, Father, we're playing a blessing over this young man who is fallen, unfortunately, into the abyss where things seem only dark and you can't find your way out, where that ladder that sits before you to climb, and it's a difficult ladder to climb, is even feels like it's out of reach, that you're stumbling into the chasms of darkness, bumping into the walls and missing even the grip that you need to raise yourself up. So Father, we're praying for this young man to have light placed upon him to give him sight to see. And let that ladder that he needs to climb illuminate itself with the glories of heaven and all that that temptation of light brings. One that draws our heart near, not pushes us apart. And in this wandering darkness where the echo chambers of voices are telling you what to do, convincing you to make a path to take your life as if it will set you free, we we absolutely rebuke them and silence those voices. We place an edge of protection around this young man and we pour upon him the blood of Christ, and we fill that whole place with the power of the Holy Spirit to consume him, to overwhelm him. Jesus, we're asking that you can place your hand down to show him the way. Let him see your hand. Let him touch your hand, and let him have the strength to climb that ladder to pull himself up out of the abyss. And as he does each step, it gets easier, not harder. Each step that looks like the impossible climb, let each step be a reminder that each step forward lifts off and cuts away the Saxon burdens that we carry. And in so doing, let the power of the Holy Spirit and let your presence, Jesus, fill his heart so completely that as he continues to climb, his eyes remain on you. And he learns the true power of healing, true power of letting go, and the true power of purpose that sits within him. Let the words be heard in place of the demonic that you are not unworthy, but rather you are a gift to this world. How that translates to now steps on is part of the next coming steps, the new season that will be upon him. But in this process, let those words overwhelm him, that you have purpose and you are loved. And let that be the draw, the magnet that pulls him out of this abyss to bring him to a place where he can now stand firmly on the rock of faith, looking forward and seeing the opportunities that sit before him, not the ends that seem to have been part of his past. Protect him, raise him, and bless him in Christ Jesus' name, Amen. Prayers appreciated. I will be leading my dad's funeral in a few hours. D Wood, well, Father, we just pray for the blessings on D Wood, whether wherever that was that the, the sermon or the last words that were given at her dad's funeral are or will be completely will be as intended with the confidence and love that only a daughter can give, and may that overwhelm the audience, to appreciate the glory of who her father was, to transform the pain into a memory of, of beauty, and to celebrate his life, not mourn his death. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Dear Bart's family, please say an extra prayer for me and my hubby tonight. I would never bother any of you. We are currently building a house. God called us to purchase our property in 2021, Mercy County, Pennsylvania, and sold our house in the burbs in 2022. Building a house in these times sucks. It was better than leaving funds in a bank. We are, we are now retired. We are using local businesses and hiring local folks, and believe me, the people are so appreciative. My hubby attempted to run the drains... They leaked like a sieve. We are now hiring plumbers to do the work, local guys. The reason for the prayers is to lift us up. We are totally stressed out. Blessings, hugs, Liz Hodge. Well, Liz, we're happy to raise up in prayers. and I think the reminder of the word here is that it's the process, not the outcome. What you're doing is you're bringing and restoring hope and you're building a community. And along the way, it's easy to get stressed out on the process of the project. But that's not the purpose. The purpose here is what you're exactly doing. You're literally running a ministry through your home. You're bringing people together. So this is a word, Liz, and I hope you hear this. It's important. Take a pause. Invite all of your contractors together and some of the community. Set a table. Set a barbecue up and break bread. And most importantly, pray together. Open the door and invite him in. Let Jesus take take a seat and set a seat at the table for Jesus. And let this community see your heart. And more importantly, let them experience what this was all about and will continue to be about. These troubles, ah, in the scope of life, they're nothing. And even if it's inconvenience and you're living in an imperfect situation, God knows that. And he's got that. So Father, we just ask for a massive blessing on Liz and her husband, which are doing amazing work here. Just, we ask that the, uh, the stresses of the moment, which are normal, be lifted off and the clarity of what's before them be presented. That in a true and powerful way that they have this chance to truly come together now and use this moment in the ministry that they're doing and to acknowledge that what they're doing is actually a ministry of knitting together and bringing together a community in such an important time. May you bless them, and may you inspire them, and may this moment of challenge and stress be one that's let go to realize that the process in which they're in is the greatest gift. The outcome will be by the hands of you the more that they dig in to the process of ministry. Bless them, guide them, provide them with the continued resources, and may this be a symbol for many of the power of knitting together the body of Christ and bringing to the community together. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hi, Scott. Today I'm asking for prayer for my niece, Olivia. She left school yesterday and has not been seen since. She has a lot of emotional problems and has been online talking to older men. She has met up with at least one After doing some research, some of her online friends have been saying that she's in a safe house. She is struggling so much and has been for years and that she doesn't even think about her safety and what might happen to her with the dangerous behavior. So if you could please pray for her safe return to her parents and also heal the emotional wounds that seem to be in play. Her parents are divorced and they have fought bitterly and she... And she, on many occasions, has been in the middle. So if you could also pray for their parents to start getting along and working together to help her in what would be greatly appreciated. The police have been notified, but they have not taken this matter seriously either. Please pray that the child will be brought home safely. Leslie, L- Lisa, Lingwell, Lisa Lingwell. Well... I'll tell you, the devil works in crazy ways, doesn't he? Always finding ways to get involved and to destroy families. And it's always through the children. It's invariably through the children. And unfortunately, divorce is an ugly, ugly thing. And in the process of divorce, I think collectively, most parents lose their mind. There's a wounding that happens in divorce that is between each other. Some of it's pride. Some of it is fear because they're afraid of being left alone. Whatever the reasons, whatever the motivations are, if it's betrayal, if it's financial, if it just didn't work, whatever. What is always missed is the children. And then you get the greedy thing. It's like I'm a better parent than you and you're a better parent than me or whatever they do, stupid. So Father, we're praying into something here that's a train wreck, quite frankly. And it's a train wreck of the power of divorce, which is truly the hand of Satan itself. And we're praying in for the healing of this moment in a profound way to try to release from people focus on themselves and these two parents and start focusing on the child that is damaged. Children become the victim of the parent's stupidity and ego and arrogance and a variety of other things. And I know that those are harsh words in a moment in the morning where we're focused on mercy. So that said, Father, we're asking for mercy in the sense of a change of heart of these two parents. This is the core of the problem. Child is running alone wounded, trying to seek love, trying to find somebody to fill the place of a father that's now gone and a mother that's now gone in her heart. And that's evidenced by this testimony, that the parents are no longer together, which was the rock for this child. She has nobody else to turn to, so she's turned online to find older men to fill the voiding gap that was created by this ugliness of a divorce. So Father, we place a hedge of protection around this young child. And Jesus, we're asking that you can step in there and heal her heart. Break away the bonds and chains. And we pray for that and declare that, that the chains and bonds are broken away from her in a profound way. And as they're broken away, the demonic has no more influence here. The whispers of telling her what she is or isn't are gone. And Jesus, we just ask for your intervention here to heal her heart. For the parents... Father, we pray mercy on this, but we pray for a massive change in heart. We want, we're want we praying that the scales of their eyes will fall and that they will cease to look at each other as enemy and start to look at the victims that they've created in this ravaging of the fight that leaves their own child scarred. And may that reality settle in on their hearts and may they not turn to each other to start pointing fingers, but rather stand before the mirror. And we declare this to see themselves for what they truly are. And to cast away and break the bonds of selfishness that have consumed them, the spirit of self-desire, of wanting to be the winner, to wanting to be in control. Those are broken. And instead, to settle in the power of the Holy Spirit, to bring humbleness, humility, mercy into their own lives, to set aside their disputes, whether it's material or whatever it is, and take a breath for a moment and realize that this young child is part of each of them. And may that truly settle into the heart's to humble them, and Jesus, we pray for the intervention to step in, and we declare this as a must, that you step in and show yourself, reveal yourself to them in such a profound way that as they are witness to you, they witness the true power and glory of love, and let that be transformative on their heart. And may this blessing and this hedge of protection extend around all three to heal the wounds that are there to have the discussions and candid discussions to get to the core and the root of the pain, to put the salve of the blood of Jesus on the roots that are damaged, especially for this young girl. And in the process, raise up a powerful voice and let the voice of their daughter become a voice that they must now hear, not one that they can deny. And may their ugliness that they have done that has caused this problem Be clear to them that their responsibility was here and that they can change this by changing their heart. Bless this family. Bless this young girl in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer for Phil Niles and his family. Phil is someone I am working with on a large loss insurance claim. Earlier this year, his 39-year-old daughter suffered a massive stroke in New York City. Since that time, his wife has spent the majority of her time in New York City with, her, with their daughter. A couple of months ago, they found out that their grandson, the daughter's 16-year-old son, has brain cancer. So they are now staying at one of the Ronald McDonald houses there in New York City. Hang on just a second. Okay. I learned about all of this and it and it in what started out from a work call with a representative on the other side and turned out turned into a God call. So we were both driving, we both started praying. I told him about my friend Scott who happens to pray on Saturday mornings. And yeah, we do a little bit of that. After he and I prayed, I asked him if it was okay to share the story with Scott and allow so many awesome people who won't even he won't even know but are his family pray for him. And he said, Okay, man. So we're praying for healing for the daughter and the grandson, and praying for guidance for Phil and his wife as they confront the choices that will be coming, as they were as to where they can best take care of them, New York City or with them in Iowa. And those decisions bring calm and peace, Jim Conley. Jim's a good man. Runs a heck of a barbecue too. I'm telling you right now, if you didn't try Bards one or Bards Fest Yuba City barbecue, let me tell you, you need to be at Bards Fest in mm-hmm. Flemingsburg to discover Jim's great cooking. All right. There's something really important here as I was reading this, and it's the, it's the couple of things, I, and these are just little beacons that jump up. Confront the choices that will be that will be coming. The choices of, and I think that's the first question we all should ask: is choices of what? And it's when they say to have these people in New York City or have them back home. So I'm struck by just the power in in of the whole Midwest flyover country. There's no question that's a place to come, to get away from the cities, especially right now in New York. So I'm going to begin with that as a word to Phil and his wife, that regardless of where things, where you see things going or how fast you see things moving, it's super important that you get your daughter and your grandson out of New York City. They may like the city, they may not like the country, but this is not a time to keep them there. Things are not going to get better in those cities. And there is a real powerful sense of the Midwest west of what it represents. There's a spiritual core there in our nation that's there for a reason. And there's a healing nature to that. Father would lifting our hands in prayer for a husband and a wife who now are having to work through the the difficulties of a daughter who has had a stroke and a son or a grandson that is now dealing with brain cancer. So, Father, I don't know the core and cause of this. It's irrelevant because in terms of kingdom, we're just praying for a blessing of the Holy Spirit to flow down upon both of them. And may we use this moment truly in the in the power and glory of healing to bring mercy into their heart and may their eyes be opened into the glory of heaven. Father, there's a lifestyle issue here in New York City. And what is needed is to break from those bonds and to come to the root, a place where they can build roots and dig deep into the soil and truly feel the heartbeat of a world. Step away from the concrete and asphalt and step into the into the plains and the open fields of agriculture, and the heart heartbeat of America. Father, we place a hedge of protection around this family, and whatever has befallen them, or the enemy is now seeking to, to exploit, we rebuke that, seal that, and we protect that with the blood of Christ. And we pray for a, a armor upon each of them, the, the mother and the, the son, the daughter and grandson, to place a hedge of protection around them but equally strengthen their armor in a mighty way with the helmet of salvation becoming a resonant place that begins to stimulate the healing within the body. Both have suffered an injury of some fashion to the brain. So Father, we're praying into the massive healing of this as we pray healing through the body and healing through the mind and the pulsing power of the the blood coming from the heart to bring the power of, of the Holy Spirit into their body and to press out any of the infection that's there. And once again, we pray into the antivenom, to deliver an antivenom now from the Holy Spirit that will counteract everything in these bodies. And may there be amazing and fast and incredible restoration happen. And in so doing, the miracles that can't be explained by medicine, but that can be felt by themselves, it truly split the seed of origin of where it came from. It came from you, Father. So Jesus, we just ask that you can wrap your arms around these two. Give them the inspiration to realize they have to leave New York and come to the Midwest to be close to their parents. Uproot to re Sever the rotten roots to build the new deep and fresh ones in the soil of the Midwest. And in so doing, to flood the entire family with the glories of heaven. Let the resources pour down as needed and let the family be restored. And may the health of each of these be reinvigorated. And may the blessings and glories of heaven pour upon them to really witness a miracle for themselves and for all to see, to give testimony going forward. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer request, I want to walk on water with Jesus, forego all ego fears and trust in him alone. Gene Tess and JDB777. That's eyes on Jesus, Gene Tess. And that's not, it's an interesting prayer, but I'm going to struggle with this one a minute. Because so much of this is at our heart of where we are. And the prayer request really should be at the core of who we are, that we unleash ourselves to a place that we release ourselves from the burdens of the past and truly walk as Peter with eyes on Jesus, remembering the lesson for when Peter stepped out of the boat, that when we take our eyes off of Jesus, we will fall, but that all things are possible through him and we can do greater works. So, Father, we just ask for a blessing upon Gene, that wherever Jean is and, and J, JD, JBD 777, wherever they are, that this is a moment in time of putting eyes on Jesus and letting go in whatever form walking on water takes. Let that manifest as a reminder of the power and glory of putting our eyes on Jesus. Let us remember the lessons of Peter and the message of Peter and keep truly the eyes on Jesus in such a purified, pure and perfect way that all things become possible through him. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I am asking for prayers for my daughter Melissa, 30 next month. She has grown under her skin. she has a growth under her skin on her right thigh. She is fearful of cancer. Her dad, my first husband of 26 years, died of cancer on, in January of 2009. Ken, her dad, was a strong believer and a great dad. Melissa and her older brother, Nathan have each put up walls to God. The COVID con had had both of them all in in from the fear mongering of the trust and fake science, but both took the jabs, three each, I believe. Melissa had a fall in January, 2023. The doctors advised surgery. She now has five pins permanently in her left leg. Her attitude is always trust the doctors. Hang on a second. Please pray against any more medical malpractice and blind trust in the medical system. Pray that this mess under her skin on her thigh would be shrunk and gone by the fifth when they do they do the ultrasound. Pray especially that Melissa and her brother Nathan would open their hearts and minds to Christ as the healer. Thank you and God bless you. Carla Brown in chat. Carla Brown, so grateful for the Bart's family. Father God is amazing good to us. Powerfully truthful testimony. It speaks a great deal to Carla and her willingness to share the details that are needed. This is a difficult one. Not that we can't overcome, but I'm just speaking from my heart right now because we know that there's choices that have been made here. Choices that were not good choices, but choices nonetheless that were made. And yet there's a precedence of scarring that we have to acknowledge. Her dad, my best friend of 26 years, died of cancer in 2029. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. No, that's it. That's it. I'm on the right one. And uh, and, he, and her dad was a strong believer and a great dad. Melissa and her older brother... Nathan, have each put up walls to God. There is a trauma there that's important. That's that's almost like a generational curse stuff that invokes. It's not intended. It's just by consequence that steps into where here the father was a great believer and if someone dies, it's easy to turn to God and say why. And if you don't have the tools, it's also easy to set up a wall. And I'm not saying that's the case, but there's probably some indication there that we're on that path. Trusting the science its unfortunately a consequence of a massive brainwashing campaign in this world. And it's easy to step in when that becomes a religion in place of God himself. So the question really is always the same, is why are people leading to believe in science when they can't, when they aren't believing and not believing in God? And I can give you that answer because it's not difficult. Good or bad, science promises a delivery and an outcome and does something about the problem. We don't have to agree with the process. We don't have to agree with the methods. But when you go in and you say, I'm sick, they give you a pill. When you go in and you say, I'm, I have cancer, they say, we're going to put you on a treatment. They do something. And even though the outcomes are not good, just like with COVID-con, they did something. There's a, there's a pandemic, so we're going to give you a shot. And people say, oh, good, and we're going to get solved. What did the churches do? Churches did nothing. Where did you see the churches lining up and say, when you're sick, say, come to us, we will heal you. Why? Because healing in the church is no longer existent, literally. And this is created, they didn't have to advertise for pharmakia, they just needed to take healing out of the church, Was which is Ezekiel 34, how the church... The shepherds shall be judged. One of the first things on that list is they're being judged, the spiritual shepherds, on whether they're delivering healing and, and, and fixing the broken. And our churches don't do that, so unfortunately we leave a mass of people subject to the religion of science that promises salvation in, through their bodies, through the processes of modern medicine, which is all rooted in pharmacia. Pretty sad statement, honestly. So let's change it. There. God, we're coming to you today for prayers for Carla Brown's daughter, Melissa. And I'm we're going to include her brother Nathan. And there's a lot of pieces to this as we were just talking through, you've heard our hearts of where we are with this. Not sure that we're right on everything, but there's a lot of deep insight into the nature of things and the failure of the church, which has taken healing out of its normal process and left the door open for pharmakia to step in and to offer miracles through the hands of men. Father, we're praying for a miracle today and in the process of the miracle, a true salvation. Each person has their free will and they've exercised it here in free will in taking the shot and not once, twice, but three times. Unfortunately, that decision and that free will are being used and manipulated without the balancing of the perspective of where true healing comes from. Having never experienced it, heard about it, even having knowledge of it would be my guess. And even with a father that that they may have known who is a true believer, the next step of taking that to where they could witness those miracles in a day when science is offering miracles is probably not as common or was as native to them as One might like to know, like to believe. And that's no fault of anybody. So, Father, in this moment in time, when we come to you, pray before you, bring these two young adults before you. And what we're praying for here, Father, is a miracle of healing. Jesus, we're asking that you can present yourself to them to show yourself for truly who you are so that the sense of healing is understood. They can always choose. But we also know in our hearts that when we're faced with the real truth, there isn't much choice left. It's a very defiant and deviant heart that seeks to walk away from you, Jesus, once they understand the magnitude and glory of who you are. So, Father, we are praying for that, ex- that presence, the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit to flood down upon them, and a ceiling around them, protection of a, of a hedge of protection built with the blood and a casting out of the demons and the root of evil that are continuing to whisper the wrong ways or take influence over a weakened body. We're praying for the restoration of these body temples, the flushing out of any of the disease or or problems that were put in by the injection, and a true change of heart that as that happens, an understanding of where their accountability was in those decisions based on an imbalanced scale. And so, Jesus, that's, again, where we ask and pray that you'll step in With the authorities declared upon us, we pray healing and declare healing over both of these, both of these young people. And in so doing, to raise them up and to flush out those sicknesses and to inspire within them the eyes to seek out and learn about Jesus. And Jesus, we ask that with your presence there, you can make yourself revealed Mm -hmm. to touch them, to guide them, to open their eyes, the magnitude and glory of love and mercy in heaven. And let that fill their hearts so completely that that's, they understand it in a way that can only happen with your presence and something that will stay with them forever. Guide them in these times, raise them up, heal them, and we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Give me just a minute, Patriots. i got to do a quick um, text, and I'm going to play a little bit of music, and I'll be back in about one minute.
2: Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deep
1: I'm back now. Thank you. Just had to do that real quick. All right, continuing forward. That was a that was a holy holy spirit text message. <laughs> it's like who's what Bart? Who's Bart's talking to? You? Yeah, it was God just sending me a quick text like, "Hey, shape up." I'm like, all right, Lord, I'll get back to you real quick here. No problem. Cows are good. Someone asked if cows are okay. Cows are great, and we're we're rocking the world, and uh, doing good stuff. Nikki Knight's got a new logo icon avatar, which is the Bars Fest one, which is awesome. And um, oh, and Monday I'm picking up another two more of my steers, but they're not in. They're not steers anymore. They're sliced beef and ground beef. They turned out nice. I'm gonna you know, cows have three stomachs. Three stomachs, because it takes three stomachs to process grass. We are given meat because we have one stomach that's all made from grass that the cows consumed. So my my stuff is I always eat vegetarian all the time. Because I eat meat and meat comes from grass. Pretty simple, no problem. All right, continuing. Prayer requests for those willing. My partner Dave. I'm a bit ashamed that we aren't married, but things have happened for reasons we don't know. But our own side, hence my calling him partner instead of hubs. <laughs> I, you know, there's just a beautiful honesty in these testimonies, and I mean that. I mean, I really mean that. We're, go- you know, what well, we're going to pray for something else here in a minute. Anyway, you can probably see the writing on the wall. There has been doctoring with a Pullman. Pullman, Pullman Pulmonologist. I am not a medical guy. I've never learned to speak well in the linguistics of medical pulmonologist for a few years for a spot on his lung. Concerns aroused earlier this year as pulmonologists thought it appeared slightly larger. Long story short, surgery is scheduled September 14th. If during surgery pathology finds no cancer in cells, the spot has been removed and they are done. If the mass tests positive for cancer, they will remove entire top lobe of the right lung and 10 to 14 lymph nodes. I, we would welcome and forever be grateful for prayers that the pathology finds zero cancer cells during the surgery on the 14th, Jill Johns. Well, Jill, of course we will. I've said this before, and it's so important to understand. Doctors are spellcasters. Doctors are spellcasters, okay? Can't stress that enough. Um, they tell us what is wrong and then they tell us a percentage of like, if we do this, you won't have to die. If we find this, you won't die. And that's basically what they're saying, right? So anytime we deal with a, you know, you're dealing with biopsies, anytime you're dealing with um, forecasts or assessments of, you know, like your, your, your sickness is you've got a, a tumor in your right pinky toe that's going to cause a blood clot in your heart if we don't remove it and you've got 10% chance of living. Otherwise, if if you don't take it out, your toe's is going to grow to the size of a football and then you're going to get a hemorrhage and your leg's going to be cut off and then you're going to walk as a paraplegic. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is literally, and everything I just did is a spell cast, if you believe it. Okay, so don't believe that because if you got a tumor on your toe, um, quick go like wash your wash your thoughts out with bleach. Get rid of that spell cast I just gave you. We rebuke it. We rebuke it. But that's what they do. Okay, so Father God, we just come to you today, humbled and blessed, and just um, as we sit here with a request for Jill and her partner Dave, which in the testimony we're going to begin, just to anoint them, Father, give them the spark for whatever whatever is there to find that glory in putting their their life together, if as it may be, in, in the right way, in the way of kingdom to acknowledge that as a marriage so they don't have to do this. I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm not getting involved in it. But I'm just asking for that blessing, Father. And I think we can all agree that, hallelujah, they're together. They're happy. They're praying for each other. And we just ask for the consummation of that in the in the way that shines the glory of heaven down upon them. In whatever form. And I'm not talking about going to the courthouse because that's just a legal certificate. I'm talking about a transformation to be able to be comfortable as two people that are married in their heart together with their eyes on Jesus. However that works. Continuing with that, Father, we have an issue here of a looks like a spot on a on the lung. And this again is a doctor's assessment. And so we're going to begin just by praying for complete and total healing of Dave. Just Holy Spirit flow through, flush out any of that infection, transform that lung into a perfect lung. And, we, and we're not going to settle for a biopsy. We just want to see that completely gone. There's nothing there. And Father, any of the spellcasting that's been wrapped around the words of the doctor, we break those chains. And unfortunately, these are one of these stealth things that hits us. This settles into our brain and starts to agitate, and that fuels the demonic Im- infection within the body. So we're breaking those chains, we're casting that out, and we're, we're breaking the chains of any of the demonic that has found its way to piggyback in on the spell cast, wrapping a hedge of protection around Jill and Dave, and sealing that with the blood as we raise up our hands and we say, Amen, and now let the Holy Spirit flow down through all of Jill and Dave, in particular, fill Dave fully and bring that anecdote, that anti-venom into the body, the Holy Spirit anti-venom to flood through and to cleanse out any of the infection that's there. And Jesus, we just ask that you can just make yourself present with both of them, to just show your face, to give them both the power and glory of of your presence, to take a seat at the table, and share that your, let them share your experience with you in such a powerful and transformative way to build that root, that common root deep into the love of you in a more mighty way and to feel the power of healing flow through that and restoration to literally to rescue this moment, to heal and to restore them both into the glory of kingdom in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, Bars family. Urgent prayer request. My daughter is going into labor right now. Asking for smooth birth and healthy baby girl, our sweet little Caroline. Thank you all, Laura, Lori, Ship. Well, Lori, I, we don't. If I don't, if this is right now, Amen. If it's already happened, well, then we'll bless the child. So, Father, I don't know where we are with this birth. You know, I don't know if this was prayer request was tonight or today or last night, but whatever it is, we just pray that this this birth of this new. birth healthy baby girl will just be flawless and she'll be blessed and that the mother will just be, will go through a painless birth and just bring this child into the earth, into the world. And then in a time when we need truly the blessings of new children in our world, may you bless this family and bless the love that they will shed upon this young baby. And may this young child now raise up with the love of Christ solely deeply within her heart to feel that love from the very beginning as we're reminded of children is the power of creation and the delivery of innocence in this world. May that be protected and may she be protected. May there be a hedge of protection placed around this family and the blessings of heaven to fill them and bring them up and to raise them up in this difficult times with truly the glory of kingdoms deep in their heart and, and that a child that feels that, gives that, brings that into the world as we raise up in the body of Christ, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to ask for prayers for my 11-year-old son, David. He is having a horrible allergic reaction to poison ivy, we believe. His face is extremely swollen. Thank, Thankfully, no infection yet. He is uncomfortable and so sad. Thank you, Bart's Fanny. Jeannie, Jeannie Louise. Now, I'm going to look for something really quickly here as we because there's something really important. Um, it is a clay used for healing poison ivy. Um, and I found it. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Excuse me, but I didn't expect that one to come in. Uh, bentonite clay. Okay. So it's called bentonite, B e n t o n i b e n t o n i t e bentonite clay. So um, this is uh, something important here for a, Poison ivy. So, um, let's see. That's for Jean Louise. So, your son use get some bentonite clay, and you'll have to make a polstice and place it on top. And it, it, what it'll do is, it tends to wick out the poison ivy poisons in the body. It can be miserable. Poison ivy is really very different than poison oak, and that should be of some help. But we're also going to do prayer. So, Father, we just pray right now, pray powerfully into this healing of an infection with poison ivy, this young man who's managed to get it. And this this is one of these difficult things. And and Father, just hear my snarky heart for a minute. Why did you make that thing? I would hope that you were not the inventor of poison ivy because that stuff sucks. It's really bad. But that said, we have a young man that is infected with poison ivy and we're praying truly for the healing and glory of the Holy spirit to overwhelm him and to press that poisons out of his body and now to restore him and to relieve him from the itchiness and the pain and agony that that can bring. Cause this is, can be a reoccurring infection. So we just, we just pray a, just a massive hedge of protection around him and a, a pouring down of the Holy spirit. You know, I'm going to have to say that <laughs> father, if that was my response to that, Oh man, that was pretty snarky back. Like stay out of it. It's like, well, yeah, we don't generally like to walk in it, so we say it anyway. Good. Um, we just pray for a. There's some real. There's some interesting things about this prayer right now, and I, I'm 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 not being snarky in the way of a negative. There's a bit of a joy in this moment and the healing because there is something about this. I don't know what it is. I'm just telling you, Jean Louise, Jeannie Louise, your honesty is wonderful. Your love for your child is beautiful. And there's, a, there's kind of a smiling of the Holy Spirit upon you that in difficult times as it is right now with your son David, he's he was going to be healed. And there is this part here where there has to be some joy and bring some laughter back because there's a key to that as we're kind of heavily digging into the healing, but find some laughter. And and with that, the postis is important. The bentonite clay is really important to try that and use that. It's um, super good. But at the same time... The power of the Holy Spirit here is not laughing at you, but bringing the joy of the healing of the Holy Spirit to you. That through the joy in the heart, you can overcome this. And these sorts of things wear us down to make us feel that we are disempowered. So Father, we just continue to pray and bless the, the power of healing here. And just that joyful, joyful mercy, if you will, upon this moment to shed away and to break away the infection, cleanse it from the body, Purify the body and restore the body to the perfection of kingdom. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I'm still going to ask God why he invented that stuff. It's horrible, man. I hate poison ivy. All right. Prayer warriors. Please keep my father Randy West in your prayers as he received an acute leukemia diagnosis. Another woman, Kelly, unsure of her last name, received a stage four cancer diagnosis. Jared West. You see, there we go. That's spellcasting again. Drives me crazy. Acute and um, what are the, an an acute and another one, stage four. Okay. Well, that's like, let me tell you when you're going to die sort of thing. Not working. So, um, all right. Father, we're just responding to these prayer requests for Randy West and Kelly. And this is a case here where we have an infection going on, which is likely parasitic in some form or another. And so that's the first thing I'm always going to say is that there needs to be an investigation in each of you to look at the solutions that are outside of the medical temples. Part of those I always direct people to go to Dr. Lee Merritt's site, The Medical Rebel. She has a very powerful set of protocols to dealing with antiparasitics, and they're important when we get into times like this. So use them and look at them and investigate them. But there has to be a willingness. And part of this, in this whole sense, is whom do you serve? It's very important. If you're gonna rely on doctors, we can't criticize doctors on one hand and then be over here going, yeah, but, and the other. I mean, we, we should always be putting our eyes first on heaven and lead us to where heaven wants us to, and go where heaven leads us to be, right? So that's the first focus on healing. Second is in this place of like diagnosis of leukemia and, and stage four cancer, our institutions make a ton of money off of trying to kill these parasites with lethal doses of things that kill the body. Where when you start looking at the anti parasitic treatments, many doctors believe that they are and parasitic-based. So as I say, do your research. I'm not a doctor. Don't wear a white coat. Don't play one on TV. Never will, never want to. But the idea is truly that healing begins with our knowledge that we gain and led by our Father. The other thing is to these spell castings. When they tell you acute or stage four, they're telling you when you're going to die or how much time you're going to die. A Father is the only one that can dictate that, not them. But that's how they get into us, and that's how they wire us to believe in their spellcasting. So, Father, we just pray a hedge of protection around Randy West and Kelly in a powerful way, and we break the chains of the spellcasting, sever them, cast them out, and rebuke them completely as we seal this hedge of protection with the blood of Christ. Any demonic that's attempting to influence either one of them now is rebuked and bound, but to speak the words forever and ever, Christ Jesus is Lord and Father, we just pray for a pouring down of the Holy Spirit to flood each one of them, completely fill their bodies, overwhelm them with the joy and glory of heaven, and to start to impress out any of the infection which seeks to draw them down. Furthermore, Father, we just ask for eyes to see and ears to hear, to be inspired to pursue alternative treatments, to hear your voice as you lead them to the places of seeking treatments that will truly heal their body. Bless them and guide them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to ask for prayer for all those who are dealing with sickness, for the ones holding things down while the other is unwell. Prayer for the single moms who are working to make ends meet. Prayers for the teachers trying to fight against the tyrannical system. Prayers for the parents having faith and homeschooling their children. Prayers for those in Lahaina and the children who are missing. Lord, give us Eye to see, eyes to see where they are, and to bring them safely home. Prayers for the people displaced and affected by Hurricane Idalia, and lastly, Lord, I ask a prayer over the remnant. Most of all, Scott, who courageously leads us through podcasts, imparting wisdom and information to many worldwide. We are blessed to have you, to have you, Scott, to bring us all together and bring so many closer to their walk with Christ. So I ask. Lord, that you hear these prayers in Christ Jesus' name. I'm amen, Nikki. Well, that's very humbling. Thank you. Um, a little unexpected. I'm not the best at receiving these sorts of things. Just got to tell you honestly, not. But thank you. I'm very humbled. But more importantly, I think the prayers at the core of this are profound because we do have a powerful uh, unity together across the world. And it's important that we continue to pray together and understand that in the sense of time and space, whether you're here or whether you pray later with us, it's all part of the same package of delivery. We are literally like executing warfare against the enemy in a beautiful way. And we do have a blessed space and a blessed opportunity and fellowship, which we've come together on. So thank you, Nikki, for the prayer. Father God, we just pray for the many that are enlisted in this prayer, from the moms to the teachers to the parents uh, to the homeschoolers, for those displaced by storms, to those suffering through their losses in Lahaina, just, Father, it's just a real prayer for the heart of healing. There's, there's a physical and material healing, and yet there's the healings of the heart. And the healings of the heart give us courage. And so with that, we're praying that the hearts and the wounds within the heart are healed. And then with that, there's a rising up of courage. Because one that is healed becomes an advocate to do more of that. One that is broken, as set free, now wants to set others free. And so let that blessing flow upon all those in this prayer that are mentioned, that as they themselves have stood up and courageously, as they themselves fight against the system, as they themselves struggle to overcome impossible odds, let that be manifold seven times in their life greater as they seek to share that into the world and help others to be set free and given strength. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for Florida most post-Hurricane Idalia, specifically the counties of Taylor, Madison, Hamilton, Suwannee, Dixie, Lafayette, and Columbia. These are all rural counties and may be slow to receive state and federal service or aid, not maybe, will be, guaranteed. Search and rescue efforts have not resulted in any hurricane result, resulted deaths as of today, Friday 9-11, but the physical damage is, is significant. I spoke with an emergency operations center employee today and she praised God that no lives were lost and we rejoiced together then prayed for speedy resources to arrive. I told her we had prayed before in the storm and afterwards and she wanted me to share how much that meant to her and her community. Please pray for the spirits to be lifted in hope and encouragement that they will survive this event and become out stronger. Thank you, Bart's family. The Little Red Rocking Chair which is also, as I said earlier, it's her brother's birthday today. And we've prayed for him, and he's doing much better, which is awesome in itself. Okay. Father, we, this is really truly at the core of the whole day's prayer session, which is mercy and the, the, the restoration of our hope and trust in you. And to transform the bad in the, into the vision, vision of kingdom, which is always this blessed place of you loving and giving us mercy. Hope is, in these times like this, there can be a fading of hope because eyes often deviate from you. Even if eyes are on you, it seems like the world is overwhelming and there's so many things against you that it seems like you can't start again when you can. And there's a lot of brokenness in our system. It's an impossible thing to imagine, Father, how we have a military that can literally take down an entire nation and mobilize the resources to rebuild the nation and we can't do anything for our own citizens. And for that, we do and will declare and ask that all of those involved in that misdeed of of operational support and protection as leaders of this nation, that they be brought to the courts of heaven to be judged. That has to happen. And we turn that to you, Father, for that process. However, in this moment in time, we pray most importantly for those that are suffering this consequence of the hurricane, which is not easy. And so may... That hope not leave their hearts. Jesus, this is a place where we just ask that you can walk amongst the people and just make yourself known in the many ways that you can. To remind people of the true glory of heaven, that the things that we lose have nothing to do with the true sense of purpose in which we are here. And as difficult as it is when we lose things, to remind ourselves that we're not of this world, but we're here as part of this world for us to grow, for us to mature within Father, for for Father to grow within us And equally, for us to experience a physical life that we will never have again. For what we do in in our life echoes into eternity. So let this be a moment, as we have prayed earlier, that Florida coming together. Stop looking for the emergency management folks or or above that to bring the resources needed. But let Florida have the heart to open and to come together, to work together, to rebuild these communities. Let us start with the rebuilding of our nation to the rebuilding of the damaged. And let us work together and share that. See the mobilization of resources, which we have plenty of, to help restore a community rather than waiting for a government to do it for us. Let this be a transformative moment that Florida can lead in this time and awaken the world to the real sense and purpose of who we are. Bless these families. Bless them all that are enduring this time. Provide them with the resources they can. and May this community now awaken as a whole. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hello, Scott. Hope you are doing well. This request is for my mother who is dealing with some serious debilitating health issues. Her name is Sandy, and she's 58 years old. She had three feet, she had three feet of her colon removed a year ago in an emergency surgery due to ulcerative colitis. She is now bedridden due to an issue that is, is rather graphic. She ultimately cannot stand or sit for more than a few minutes. She's essentially lost the ability to control muscles and to hold her bowels, and the doctors have not been much help. She needs a surgery to hopefully correct the issue, but was told she would end up with a colostomy bag if the surgery fails. I'm in tears even typing this, and have been praying for her daily. She needs some serious prayer and healing through Jesus, and I know there is no better group to do that than Bard's Nation. God bless you, Scott. I love all. That's from Brian Heathcote. I hope you heard that last part. I mean, really heard it, not just like, oh, that was nice words. I mean, when I read those last words, there is no better group than Bard's Nation. It just brings me to tears in a beautiful way. You realize the trust that people place upon us with each of these prayers the vulnerability that that means when we put them out into the world. And for that, I say thank you, because we could not do this if we weren't all this in this together to walk within the body of Christ and truly pursue the greater love and Father and the greater authorities that we were given. Father, we come to you just very, very humbled right now. And as a reminder of the duty and the responsibility, but also the authorities that we've been able to work with you on to bring truly the miracles into this world. Father, the authority is given to us by Jesus, confirmed as well and given to us by you. We we are going to declare healing, miraculous and incredible healing for Sandy. This is a very difficult time. Uh, Again, doctors have provided solutions even though the solutions are often wrong. But we're led into this trap because churches fail to do the healing. The spiritual shepherds fail to lead the healing of the people and the broken. So, Father, we begin today just by casting out in each one of us that's listening to this prayer and in part of this prayer, casting out of our minds any hesitation, doubt, or what is possible. For you are the maker of all things, and through you all things are possible. And we declare that in the glory of our Savior, Jesus. So, Father, as we present ourselves before you, We are asking for a true miracle here, a miracle of restoration, to rescue this person from where they are, bedridden and unable to function anymore, to now heal them with the glory and the love of the Holy Spirit, to flood down the power of the Holy Spirit upon Sandy. We place a hedge of protection around her and as well, a, 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 a framework of strength and what we need now, Father, is just a powerful blessing of restoration within her body. And so we're praying that the Holy Spirit flood down upon her and declaring that, that healing in an incredible and miraculous way. With the authorities given to us by heaven, we are seeing this body restored, the muscles rebuilt, the tissue regrown. What doctors have told her or done, we rebuke that and we break those chains. And we break any of the chains of doubt or misbelief that somehow this is impossible, or that somehow this is not going to happen, or that you can no longer be any other way. Those are spell castings. And we cast those spell casts out to hear the words, I can, I will, and I will overcome. And let those words resonate deeply within Sandy and equally within Brian. Father, this is a this is a moment now we pray in for miracles of healing. As we raise our hands and we pray into this glorious moment, we feel the power of the Holy Spirit flow through us and flow into Sandy. And as that power of the Holy Spirit flows into Sandy, it's a, re, it's a confirmation of strength, of hope, of light, of being able to step now up and have the confidence. This is literally that moment in time. Pick up your crate, walk. Pick up your crate and walk. Jesus, we're asking you to bless us with these words, that through you, We command Sandy to you are healed. Pick up your crate and walk. It's not about the story of what was. Break those chains from the past. Step into what is and what God has before you. These are easy words often to say, but we're going to go greater than words because we're going to the root, the deep root within the power of the Holy Spirit to flush out the doubt, to flush out the hesitation, to rip away the programming. The spell casting that's telling you you can't and you are stuck. You are not. For Father can do anything and we are proclaiming healing upon you through the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessings of heaven as Jesus himself walks with us in the declarations we are making. And why do we know that? Because he told us, if whatever you ask, it shall be given if you're given in my name. So Jesus, we are speaking this to the Father in your name. We declare healing, miraculous, powerful healing within Sandy. Feel the power of the Holy Spirit flow through us. Oh my goodness, I'm feeling the tinkling all over. This is incredible. Feel the power of the Holy Spirit flow into this. And Sandy, you will be healed. Pick up your crate and walk. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. That's what we do. It's a great one. Good morning. Good evening, Scott. My niece, Christina, just sent me a message asking for prayers for her brother, Alan, and their families. So asking if you could please hold them up in prayers to be blessed to our blessed Savior. Trusting in and declaring all the power and healing and restoration in Christ Jesus. Thank you, dear brother. This is her message. Hey, if you could pray for my family, my brother, Alan, just a second. My brother Alan was in a terrible motorcycle accident Sunday, the twenty-seventh. He hit a moose, ran off the road, and hit a tree so hard he uprooted the entire tree. Then flew another forty feet. He was over. He has over thirty broken bones, including face, cervical, thoracic, arms, legs, small brain bleed that does not need intervention at this time. We're waiting for more imaging to be done tonight to look. Uh, For any other injuries. He was extubated yesterday and is breathing on his own well. He's stable, but but this will be a really long road to recovery. I'm staying with him tonight as he is still very confused. TBI, can't communicate well, and in and out of consciousness. Word salad, expressive aphasia, and all the prayers we can get are much needed. Thank you, love, Casey Hammond. So hang on a minute, because there was an update we got during this uh, prayer earlier. This is from Casey Hammond. Good morning, Scott. My niece Christina just sent an update. God is working and moving, answering prayers. Praise Jesus for his mercy, grace, and great healing. Alan is awake and able to talk a little bit. His memory is affected. No short-term memory at this time. They were able to sit with him and got him out of bed last evening. He is quite painful, but this is truly a miracle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise and bless you thee mightily. Grace and strength, Jesus, Casey Hammond. So um, here's a couple of things. I had a, a brain injury in 2001. I was, I'm saying this so you understand something. Um, I was hit by a Mack truck. I was stopped in traffic and he hit me at 60 50 60 miles an hour and turned my van into a pinto. I had 90% soft tissue injury and I had a closed head injury TBI. Um, I lost my short-term memory for 90 days. And it's a, it's a very disorienting experience when you have no short-term memory. I can't even describe to you how crazy it is because you literally live off of lists. You can't even you can't go for I was in remodeling at a remodeling company, I couldn't leave like the house to go out to my van without forgetting what I was doing. So it's pretty crazy or driving down the road and suddenly you forget where you are. You don't, you can't recognize anything. It's crazy. So that's, that's a very real issue here. And there's some real physical trauma that we can definitely heal to pray for and pray to heal for. And here's the beautiful thing is again, and just to always be careful we normally accept that these are going to be long roads of healing, which I understand, but let us not let that wait our prayers. This is, this is a prayers of miracles and healing. And let God work the timeline, not us. So important. So Father God, we're, we're praying today for Alan. And just beginning with the pl- prayers of blessings and thanks for all the miracles that have already happened with him coming awake, being able to speak again, being able to walk. There's a lot of fractured stuff in his body. The moose, I know moose. They're big, dumb, and mean. And brains the size of a walnut, and they know they're big, and they know they're dumb, and they know they're mean, and they enjoy it. So, this was quite an accident, and obviously a big accident. So, Father, we're going to begin just with praying of just praying for knitting and healing together the the muscles and the bones. Father as we pray into this, we're really we're declaring this in the blood of Christ, and we declare this in Jesus' name before the throne, that Alan is going to have this amazing and supernatural healing experience, that his bones are just going to start healing quickly. The pain is going to go away. And over the next few days and faster if possible, the body is going to be completely restored into the fullness. And we're pressing into this with our prayers of healing and seeing the bones weave together and the, the cracks and the breaks mend. And as this happens, Alan's regaining full strength. And for the mind, Father, just praying for the just relaxing of the, of the trauma and a rebuilding of the neural networks as we pray into the massive healing into the mind. And as that's happening now, Father, we're seeing the reduction of swelling and that moment which the body does so well to remove the trauma from memory, but it gets buried. And so, Jesus, we're just asking right now for your presence just to place your hands upon Alan. To give him the power of healing from head to toe, including the mind. That that healing will be, that there's a quick and rapid restoration of the short-term memory and the vocabulary, but equally that the, the memory of that pain of the, the actual accident, that that itself is healed from a painful story to one of just a story of, of, of success and glory in the body. Father, we just break the chains of whatever is holding him down in this moment. Even though there's rapid healing, we don't want to have any chains holding Alan back. So we pray into the glory and moment of stepping into a new space, stepping into the glory and power of healing. And we raise Alan up and heal his body from top to bottom and see the glory of all the miracles of heaven present within him as he now is able to be witness and testimony himself to the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. And last one for today. Good morning. Please pray for my cousin, Alice, who has metastatic cancer everywhere. She did get jabbed and unsure if she is saved. Also for an ER doc, Matthew, who is 32, jabbed, unsaved, with a mass at the base of his brain. Thank you so very much, Patricia. You know, they can't, I don't know what's wrong with people to start, you know, they still don't believe that this thing was a bioweapon. It's horrible. Father, as we close out our prayer request for today, we're just praying right now for Alice and for Matthew. And whatever led them to taking the jab, and infinite reasons. This is a issue that's left a lot of trauma in the body. So, Father, we're going to pray to the root and pray for the breaking of that trauma and pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to flood into that root and begin the healing from the root to the head. And as that comes out and flushes out all of that poison and all of those things that are there, let the body be restored as the Holy Spirit flows through and let it just be in a physical experience that they actually go through to feel the power of the Holy Spirit work through them. And we're feeling that and seeing that, Father, as it's moving through and pushing out all of these poisons, all of these infections, all of these parasites, literally flushing them out of the body. And the body's being restored in each of these. There's something here to say It's quite interesting. And I don't know the relationship of these two, but it's it's. Alice and Matthew. I don't know what the relationship is, but it's almost like patient-doctor type arrangement in in metaphor. And there's something powerful here in the healing of these two, Father, these two prayer requests that they who were, one as choosing to take the vax, the other is likely encouraging people to take the vax. There's a healing that needs to happen here at a deep level that affects many, not just themselves. And this healing has to do with building bridges, accepting the truth, and stepping in together to, to have mercy with one another as we have to have mercy in this world. So it's at a beautiful place to end in our prayer request today, where we began as a process of justice as mercy, and as our role as loving and forgiving. And so at the center of this are two people that have been victims by a, a culture of fear. And though fear may not be acknowledged, it was the driving motive for this entire injection. So wherever they stand and wherever we all stand, we now stand witness together in the body of Christ. And as we put our hands up and raise our hands for Alicia and Matthew, or Alice and Matthew, what we're praying for as well is a greater healing across the body of Christ. Where we were in this fight and where we are are two different places that through the decisions we've made, we've left a society divided. But now as the remnant, we stand mightily before you as representatives of kingdom on this earth to demonstrate how we can now let that go to rise above, to be to raise the consciousness that even those that were locked deep in the narrative, as they become aware and awake of what happened, they become equally strong with us in the walk that we took never to take it. And together, we have the opportunity to learn from the past, but not let the past dictate our future. That we become defiant and united in the body of Christ, defiant to a system, yet united in the body of Christ. That we have the ability now to turn our eyes away from the institutions of promise and and horrors to the glory of heaven and and the moral law of God. So, Father, this is a symbolic moment and a symbolic prayer, both for both for the healing of Allison and, and Matthew, which we declare in, in the name of Jesus, and in Jesus's name, we declare that healing, rapidly and immediately. But equally, Father, as a bridge to praying and, and declaring healing over a nation and over a world, a world that took a, a very dark path, that walked away from you and is still trying to find its way back, wandering in a desert, so to speak without having any direction or leadership. So Father, our hands are raised now for the world, for all of those that were subject to the backs, all of those that were subject to the bad decisions, all of those that have been victimized by storms or, the, or victimized in the many different forms. We pray for a world that continues to turn its eyes away from the most critical issues, the preciousness of children. And as we pray that mercy, that prayer of mercy across this world, may that prayer of mercy be so profound, so deep, And the love be so profound that each one experiences that the weeping begins, the healing begins, and the ferocity of the righteousness stands to now stand against this evil as one body, not divided because you took the shot or didn't take the shot, not divided because you voted Democrat or Republican, not divided because you work in the government and don't work in the government, but rather united. In, our, in the body of Christ, to be a common and steady voice with the uniqueness and power that we each bring to this fight to be able to stand now before evil and decisively engage and destroy it forever. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Well, patriots, we have a, that's the end of our prayer session for today. We're going to close out today with a couple of unique prayers. We've got a Barge Nation School, which we're hoping to announce, is just about 15 miles from the ranch. We're going to pray for blessings on that. We're going to pray for blessings on this network that we're building here with the ranch and Barge Nation School as a center point to raise up children and youth to give them strength and a new level of ministry. We're going to pray for the for Barge Fest and then just pray in general for the unity of the people that will hopefully come out of Barts Fest. Remember, Barts Fest theme is raising is preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. So Father God, we come to you in this closing of these prayers today, very blessed. And thank you for this guidance that you've led us through today. With the insights and glory and the knowledge that we truly work with you can accomplish anything and all things. Father, we sit here today in looking for the sparks of inspiration As we talk about Project Vineyard and we talk about the mission ahead, which is a big one. And it's a critical one because it places children at the center of all things that we do to protect and value the little ones. And so, Father, as we pray into that today, we begin our prayers today with the the Bars Nation School that Marjorie has been building. Just ask for the continued blessing. She's led this on her own until she linked up with us. She has followed your heart purely. She has invested her money into building this out of pocket, never asking for a donation, just pushing forward and using her resources to do what you called. And it is a beautiful space. And so, Father, not only has it been blessed, we just continue to pray into the success of this, to provide Marjorie with the continued resources and blessings that she needs, to continue to lift up her workers that are there and even listen to Bard's Nation that are powerful and great people, to bless her gardens that will that provide some of the food for the children that come, to inspire the next steps of bringing people together in a community and the children that we have talked about and to move that forward with making this a blessed space to, to rescue, to heal, and restore. And Father, we ask for the same blessing over the ranch that we have here, the property here just a few miles away as we manage that Vision, to do the same, to build an extension of that to where youth and children can come to learn the arts of butchery and learn the arts of beekeeping, and learn the, the arts of animal husbandry, to learn the arts of podcasting and, and audio production and, and video production and storytelling, to learn about healthy living and, and the restorations of the land and to participate in the effects of even even the, the things like hunting and and. proper handling of guns, part of building a strong and rich foundation for the next level of ministry that needs to go into the world, fit mentally, fit physically, and fit spiritually. To be able to work in partnership as an example in this county, making this county a stronghold for all to witness, to inspire others to do the same as we build out that connection between the different aspects of Project Operation Vineyard and to raise that up into a mighty way that it becomes a shining light, a shining city on the hill that will be replicated over hundreds, if not thousands, of counties across this nation in the, coming, in the coming years. Let this be a moment now as we step into Bardsfest, Father, that these visions can carry forth with us. And then may those that are seeking to come to Bardsfest be inspired to come, for this is the root of where we begin, the, the true sense of building the foundation for preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. May the speakers come be blessed and anointed and be led by those words in a profound way that will inspire and raise people up. May the coming together, that we come together to break bread, be inspired so people find the deeper connectivity within the body of Christ. May the experience of the children that are coming be inspired and anointed to where children now seek to be part of something greater and to be inspired to take on in their lives new challenges and new directions and new things that they can do. May you bless each of the speakers there, also to be driven by the inspiring of the youth, which is our future. And may the Holy Spirit be present there in all things that we do, so that each breath, each step, each action truly reflects the greatness and glory of the words preparing the saints for the work of the ministry as heaven desires. And Father, may this Bards Fest be even greater than that. May it be truly that rock in the pond that sends out the ripples across this nation and across this world to raise up the body of Christ, to give us eyes of mercy in this hour of judgment, give us eyes in the hearts of love and compassion when there's so much hate in the air, to give us the tools to build bridges, to heal, to restore the broken, to to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and even greater, Father, to do greater works than He's. We declare these things with the authorities given to us, but equally turn that to you at the throne in heaven to bless us, Father, in return. And Jesus, we declare these things in your name, but equally listen to the guidance which you give to direct us and, and lead us in the ways that we must to make this greater than we've ever imagined. May each person that participates in this receive an anointing and the call in their heart to become greater in their ministries in our local communities. And may each one leave Bardsfest as they're drawn to Bardsfest with the inspiration to build out the greater ministries in their lives. Guide us, Father, and bless us. And may these events and these things, these projects we're working on rapidly fill b- proceed and raise up with the resources needed to inspire and to move forward as the world begins to shake and as the kingdom is rebuilt out of the tumbling walls of Babylon. In Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, another great prayer Saturday. Thank you very much. It was awesome. Hope you all have a wonderful Saturday. Three good hours of prayer. That's awesome. Less like 15 minutes of my narration at the beginning as I got wound up with my Holy Spirit coffee, but you can deal with that. That's good. All right, Patriots, thank you very much. And, you know, there is another, I, why do I always do this? I'm going to do it again. But there, we have another Bards Fest that we need to pray on, and we need to do this before we go. And it's super important because we've got stupid rising up in the world, and I don't want to see it. So just so you know, we are planning a very significant team to go to Chile. And as it, as it's going right now, the team is, is planned, and we'll see if it continues, but it's to be myself, and this will be in December. It will be myself, Doc Pete Chambers, Sergeant Major Joe Vega, Brad Cummings, and I'm hoping to get Pastor Dave Bryan with us as well. Okay, this is the th- team that where it's like all-star team going to Chile to set up an anointed space there in Chile to set up a, a kingdom safe haven for, for children. And so we need the blessings for Mila, who is leading that effort. We need the blessings for the team, and we need the blessings to, to allow this to happen as we move forward into December. And I want to start now because it's going to be a big part of Barge Fest and the preparation of the saints for the work of the ministry as we then take that preparation and put it into action into Chile to anchor ourselves in the southernmost part of where child sex trafficking begins and where some of the darkest demonic exists on the face of the earth, not exaggerating. So Father God, we're just asking in these closing moments of prayer is to join us all in prayer and all in, and to raise us up. And Father, for this team that's being assembled to go to Chile to bless each and every one, to place a hedge of protection around each and every one, and to, Father, to raise them up as the mighty warriors stepping into this battle, truly as a battle of Goliath versus David. We know the darkness that sits in this space of the world, ancient evil that has sacrificed thousands of children in this space down near here to, to bleed the children out for, the powers of, for power and authority over this world. And so, Father, we're assembling a team to literally go in and to engage that, to establish a powerful home base, a kingdom sanctuary for the children, and a place for worship. So, Father, we're asking for the clarity of mission as we move forward, the exact tasks that each one of us needs to do. We're equally praying for the blessings of heaven to provide the resources and means to arrive there, to go there, and to set this up, and to purchase the properties that are needed there. And Father, these are very important points because each part of these steps are given to kingdom. This is land that we're returning to to your holding. And may you bless Mila for all the work that she's doing to raise her up and to continue to stand mightily against this evil as the preparations are made. And Father, may you provide, provide with us as well a sustainment vision of how this will be continued to sustain so it doesn't just fall on one person, but it becomes part of the broader Bards Nation, Broads Nation community. Of inspiring people to become part of this, to inspire them to be to help build this and to grow this out. So as we grow out a network of these beautiful, safe kingdom, safe spaces across America, may that root that begins in Chile move up north to link together with us up here, and may it sprout across the oceans to continue to find new anchors across the world. Father, we say these things and declare these things in the authorities given to us, but now ask equally for your blessing to flow down upon us to provide all that is needed. And may you equally bless Todd Callender, who's part, peripherally part of this team, and his team that are working with us to help enhance this mission in a greater way. Father, bless us all in this moment. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So super important that we get this. This is such a cool way that God's worked this out. So, I'm really excited about that. We'll talk more about that at Bard's Fest, the Bard's Nation School, the Properties Vision, and then Chile. And then we're, those are all just small like beacons that we start to start raising up the power of Bard's Nation across the world. So, well, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Thank you for being here today, man. It was awesome. I always love these Saturdays. Keep your head. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to have to announce it now. We're going to have to do a pivot next Saturday. Pay attention all week because I'm going to either move it to Friday back for for a couple days. I'm going to have to move the, for a couple weekends, I'm going to have to adjust. Next weekend, I have to go up and get new cattle. It's my only window. So I might pivot it to Sunday morning, possibility. I have to decide like tomorrow. And the other one is the following weekend before Bard's Fest. Um, I'm going to be in North Carolina going through coffee roasting training. Yep, you heard it, because there is on the near horizon a Bard's Coffee brand coming out, and we're going to be roasting it ourselves. So I'm going through coffee roasting training. So get ready to get your coffee this next year. But that said, we'll have to come up with another pivot. So I'll come up with the days that we're going to do that on, and um, I'll let you know. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow night for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Thank you all. Have a great Saturday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Where'd that go? Hang on a minute. I gotta find my
3: hmm. Oh, it
1: might help if I turn the volume up on this thing to end it. There we go.
4: We shall pay any price, bear any burden